0: The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language in adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on?
1: Everybody, and welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. I'm your host Sam Long, joined by my two esteemed co-hosts, Gavin Alexander. I can't point. There we are. And Caleb <laughs> Jubel. Jubal. I think it's backwards the way you were pointing. It it was back. Well, okay. So for me, you are right there.
0: See, for me, I'm like right here.
2: And, and then for Gavin's me, I can't like right see there. Either of you. So (laughs) you can't
0: see either of us.
1: Well,
2: like when you told me to pivot my phone sideways, like we're just all sorts of fucked up now. But you guys can see and hear me, right? Yes. 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 Oh, good. All right. Might need to
1: enunciate a little bit louder. It sounds like you're in a telephone booth a little bit. But, you know, I think we'll be all good as Gavin tries to, uh, you know, evade the, you know, clutches of technology. We got a pretty good show for you guys today. You know, we got Chiefs, Texans, National Signing Day, finally gonna get some Kansas hoops. And we have a very special guest to talk about the University of Rock Chalk and what they've been doing on and off the basketball court. Mr. Jacob Katzenberg, he will be popping in with us later today. He's supposed to be here at the start, six thirty. And I got a text from him saying he had to fire someone, so he's gonna be late. So well, no. he's fired. <laughs> He ain't fired. He's ruining a child's dream. Dang. Some 18-year-old is going to go home upset. So I I, I think it's only right that we have him flesh out the details of that firing. But while we wait for him, Katz is not a Chiefs fan. He doesn't give a fuck about the Chiefs. He only cares about Aaron Rodgers and Marquez (laughs) Valdez-Watson. Wow. I knew you would love love that joke, Gavin. Wow. Um. Romeo dubs better. But we'll talk about the Chiefs' absence because the show must go on. And honestly, I'm not trying to be on here till 9 o'clock at night. And so we need to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, yet again, playing down to the competition and getting taken to overtime by the worst team in American football, the Houston Texans, who were one eleven 11 one which is visually pleasing, honestly.
3: But right, they
1: were taken to overtime. By a quarterback tandem of Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll, who still has tight end eligibility in some fantasy leagues because reasons. Beans, the offense looked all right and the defense looked bad. Carl Sheffers was also refing this game. So can we actually have any real takeaways? It looks like you want to explode in rage and hot take energy. So
0: Beans, the floor is yours. Okay, this game does not count. I've thought about this. (laughs) I have. (laughs) Hey, yo, fuck it,
1: man. This game doesn't fucking mean anything, man. It was
0: just, it was a prank, bro. It was just a prank. No, okay. I have sat here for many days, many a days, many a night. I've lost sleep over this. I have thought this through. Many drinks. lost sleep over it? And God, I we the even, only we told each other that it was gonna be like this. No, I even said hard. it in the last podcast. I even think I had the score prediction twenty-one to ten, like relatively I told close. You that
1: was too much. What was mine?
0: 35-20?
1: Yeah, okay, mine was worse. But yeah, but anyways, I said it on the podcast. Doesn't matter. Last week. Back
0: to me, Beans, Back to the you. More, I sat down and thought this through and lost sleep over it. Like. Carl Sheffers was the one refing this, and that crew is. This is so much
1: copium beans. Yeah. Like, the, this is an unbridled amount of copium.
0: To just the, say, you're blaming the refs. You can't just blame the refs, bro. I shouldn't be blaming the refs. But I am. I'm blaming Carl Sheffers, and guess what? I think we get them again this week. I think we get Carl Sheffers again this week.
2: Sam, oh, the referees really? in this game were the only people in the NFL to be putting Harrison Buckner's non-laces out. So, okay. Okay. Like, we know it was an inside job.
0: Then that here's the thing: like the offense really wasn't that bad. Okay? No, the
2: offense was
1: fine. Because How many points? Patrick did end Mahomes up had
0: Patrick Mahomes had five incompletions. Like, what more could you ask? You know, like I get it. Pacheco turned the ball over. We had a few dumb mistakes. And, you know, some some of our games, we are a turnover away from being a losing record team that I get that. But like the offense did not look that bad defense and special teams like two thirds of our, you know, units are just crumbling. And somehow yeah. and some that for weeks.
3: Where you been?
0: And it's somehow like and somehow we're still winning and. We're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna do it all the way up until the AFC title game. It's gonna happen, and it's gonna be flustering because it's just gonna keep happening. It's and Aaron Rodgers again.
1: It's fine. It's just Aaron <laughs> Rodgers again.
0: Turd, what's your what's your take?
2: No, I you can keep going. I just wanted to point out that this isn't actually the Houston Texans either. This is the Houston Texans preseason Week Four roster because all of the Houston Texans good players were hurt. So just keep that in mind also. Yeah, they were but, they didn't have Nico
1: College or Brandon Cooks. But what?
2: to be what? fair, to be fair, all of the hurt Houston Texans starters were actually putting Harrison Buckner's laces pointed inwards. So it wasn't I mean, that's what they were doing, so they were still affecting the game. But continue beans.
0: And I've actually like dove, like I I texted you guys on this whole like what's happening with the laces and everything, like that's is, why I'm making funny. People. My first, my first initial thought was like, is is Townsend holding the laces the wrong way? And no. <laughs> there's actually video evidence of him yeah, yeah, having. Yeah. No, 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 no no, 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 no. Picture. Don't, 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 don't. Cut me off there. There's laces of Butker missing field goals with the laces pointed out. So uh, you can't count that. You can't like say like, oh, it's Townsend's fault. D- uh, Dustin Colquitt saying whatever he wants to say. I don't know, like, what's true, what's false. We don't know. We weren't in that conversation when Dustin Colquitt and Tommy Townsend were taking lessons with each other. Like, all we know is that – my my personal opinion is Butker's issues have started since Townsend has came in.
1: I mean, kickers <laughs> are head cases. Maybe Butker was just inconsistently good when
0: uh, Colquitt was there. And, you know, sometimes – kickers have like a a, what do you call it like a traditional thing where you go through the same process over and over again they're repetitive animals like is he doing something different to where is he not feeling right is he not it's to the point now where it's starting to we're gonna lose games now we're gonna lose games because we can't make a field goal or a pat i've tried tripping balls right now see he's like not even showing up on my screen but anyways like like At some point, this is going to cost us a game. You know, like I I think of like we've been saying that for two years now. So, you know, I, 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 it takes me back to like the 2008 Memphis Tigers against the Kansas Jayhawks in the National. They were terrible at free throw shooting. If they would have made like just a couple more free throws, they just needed one more. (laughs) They just needed one more. And the Mario Chalmers miracle doesn't happen. Well, I mean, he still hits the shot and you never know. He still hits that. But but yes. But if you know, if the Memphis Tigers were just a little bit better at their field goals, they're national champ- They're national champs that year, God, that you know, at some
1: Eric Rose and
0: yeah,
1: it's Doug, Douglas Roberts. Did
0: they have a Keem Warwick, They might have a Keem Warwick. And that, that's what we're going to face here. We have Chris Jones. We have Travis Kelsey, we have Patrick Mahomes. And somehow, somehow by the grace of God, we're going to make it, make it pretty far. And a game is going to be decided by a field goal and I'm not going to forgive him. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to forgive him
1: for that. I, I mean, again, I think it pretty much comes down to uh, beer. Gavin yeah, found a beer.
0: I think that's what fixed his camera.
2: No. Uh, I mean, Beans wait, are done yeah. being a uh, homer and belligerent and uh, incoherent.
0: Well, actually, I was just slandering Butker the whole time, so.
2: I, uh, a, I agree with – It cracked me up when I got the messages from you, like, trying to – because Beans was uh, Sherlock Holmes for the early part of this week, really diving into the film to see which way that uh, the laces were pointed out on a couple field goals, which is independent of, like, Beans doing this research – and everything um i find it very funny that harrison buckner has always been a very very inconsistent kicker to say the least
1: it's been two years this is like year three of like inconsistency in one aspect of everything
0: but he has like that clutch gene to where it
1: makes oh my god
2: and i wish he had
1: that clutch clutch gene
2: well gavin really wishes he had that clutch gene that would have saved gavin's ass i just uh no no not even beans Clutch Gene and being inconsistent are almost, like, synonymous in some players, and he is one of those players. Like- okay.
0: But at some point, this team is very good about, you know, letting our fans down. You know, like, we were big fans of Mitchell Schwartz, Anthony Sherman, Tyron Matthew. Like, our fans are a very big fan base, and we support our players. Why at some point have they not let us down and said, Butker's not the guy? You know, Matthew Wright did pretty, pretty dang good. Well, don't I think we...
2: you just said it. Like, the fans like him. He's been a part of, like, a bunch of really good teams, so we keep him around. So is Mitchell
0: Schwartz. So is Eric Fisher.
2: Eric Fisher yeah, was here guys forever. Old. This, like, Harrison Buckner's a kicker that has his entire career ahead of him, now a very inconsistent career. But here's the, the issue and the thing that you're ignoring is it just hasn't mattered for years because we've been the Kansas City Chiefs. Because even when we have one of the worst, like, offensive rosters and one of the worst defensive rosters in the NFL – we can still figure it out because of a couple players and because of Andy Reid and the bullshit that they pull. It's just now our roster is a little bit worse and we don't have the explosive plays from Tyreek Hill that we did over the past couple of years. So now the margin is just closer. And when the margin is closer, all of a sudden those missed PATs, those missed field goals from Buckner, it's not in a 50 to 21 ball game where we're going, oh, ha ha, he missed another one. That's weird it's now like meaningful because it's in a game against the Houston Texans preseason roster. And it is a big deal. And this goes like way beyond Harrison Buckner as well. This goes back into like beginning of the season when we're talking about like, Hey, this defense, like this defensive roster is just not that good. Like a lot of the players honestly are overperforming. Maybe that regresses back. Some, I I, really, i not, i want to avoid the words i told you so but at the same time like (laughs) i don't think sam or i are like surprised at what we watched on saturday
1: no i mean i didn't think it would i knew this defense wouldn't be good i mean i knew it wouldn't be like Mahomes' first year starting bad like it wasn't like that we have talent on it but like i mean the defense just isn't i mean it it it's, it it's, a Bob, it's a 20, Bob. It's a
0: Sutton. This is a 2018 defense all over again.
1: No, it's not. Shut up. That defense was so beans. That defense was so bad.
0: This defense, this defense, is, defense is so bad too. We're last. This defense isn't that
2: bad. This, you this defense. You, is you capable, are like this defense is capable of big plays. They're capable of like stretches of good play, but like the floor and overall, just like level of play over the course of a game for this defense. They don't have the talent to just like make play making plays. No,
1: they are a below average defense. They aren't like work. they aren't like but at least but that the thing is, to, is is if we had Pat, if we if we had a normal quarterback and not Patrick Mahomes, we would still be like looking at competing for a playoff spot. Yes. No, yes. I
0: agree with that too. We and but like if we time. didn't have bosses, I if we, if
1: we had well, um like Alex Smith With that one defense in eighteen, like we're missing the playoffs
0: with that defense. That defense was awful. And but at least the twenty eighteen defense could cause a turnover. Daniel Sorensen, talk crap about him all you want. The dude actually made some. I I will talk crap on him all I want because he fucking sucked. At least he could intercept the ball. We can't say that about Juan Thornhill and Justin Reed.
1: Those dudes are better at the position though. How? We're giving
0: up more points per game with them. It
2: means again, like you're talking about like a couple plays over an entire course of a year where he happened to be in position to intercept the ball. It's really similar to the Trayvon Digg things, Trayvon Diggs like stat line from last year, where over the course of the whole season and the sum of all of the plays, he was really shitty, but a couple times he happened to be in the right place a couple of them were in no. key moments. Daniel Swanson
1: made a living off of being garbage in the NFL until December. In yeah. December through January, he, he like big moments. He before. had those big
0: moments. Yes, he but, had those being, great moments. Problem. We we have a problem. It's it's our D, it's our secondary. It's I, not our corners, it's I, our safeties.
2: I'd also like to point out, too, that we run a defense that's specifically set up to cause big plays and to get sacks and get negative yardage. So, like, everything that's set up on this defense is to create those big plays, and they still can't do it at a consistent level, which, in my opinion, when that's what the scheme is designed to get you to do, is, like, a just indicative of a major talent deficiency, which is at every level of this roster, I understand the sacks numbers are there but we blitz. We do everything that we can to throw numbers at the quarterback and have less in coverage, which makes me less inclined to blame our secondary that they're just thrown to the wolves because we like to throw numbers at the quarterback.
0: So I saw this stat somewhere, and I don't, I don't remember what it was, but the Chiefs are at last or near last as far as time it takes to get to the quarterback. So the time the ball is snapped to the point of a sack, they have the longest amount of time of which they get to the quarterback. And to me, that's worrisome because I feel like that's what's causing a lot of these big plays on offense on the other team. It's more I mean, decision it, time for it, the quarterback. It, yeah. I mean, we, have the no, we have no we have no, Carl Oftus is good. Carl Oftus is a, but he's not the he's a, um, B plus. he's a what? He's a B plus. Yeah, he's a B plus. The dude is gonna get you off a rush, get his hands up, knock a ball down. He does really good at that. But we don't have somebody who can, you know come fast off an edge like a Kayvon Thibodeau, you know?
2: Do we have anybody capable of making a big play on defense regularly?
0: Chris Jones is about it. But he doesn't – even then then that's not regularly. He's regularly in the fourth quarter. It's not through three quarters. It's the fourth. Uh, Nick Bolton, but here the last couple games, Nick Bolton's been on vacation. I don't know what's happening.
2: To me, that's also, like, indicative of a uh, maybe slightly aging and declining player that, like, knows when to turn it on, but – snap-to-snap, snap, really, what are you going to get from him and Chris Jones, and that's our by far best defensive player. After that, the drop-off is large, and it keeps getting larger after that. Honestly, that's-
0: it's it's getting to the point where we're making Mike Dana look reasonable at this point, and that's concerning.
2: Be- you've got, you Mike have Dana? to answer me one question. What's that? Does this game make you regret not getting James Bradbury? No, not yet. All right, okay,
1: Dude, we're going to give up like. 40 points to play off game and lose and being just because gonna
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to die on this Hill. And I'm going to say, it's not our corners. It's the safety help We are, it's, it's horrendous. We have no help. And there it's to the point now where I can't even say their athletic safeties. They're slow. They're a step behind. They don't think they don't, they, I don't think they know what a zone concept is. I don't think they know what a window is. It's, it's horrible.
1: <laughs> All right, we're going to play a game here, folks. I have looked up the Chiefs total yards defense and the Chiefs scoring defense. Ooh. So price or uh yeah, price is right rules. Okay. You have to guess the rank for the Chiefs. No going over. Okay. So over it's reverse price is right, though. So okay. like if you think that they're the eighth best defense, you say eighth. So, okay. Like, if they're, like, 11th, then you went over. Okay. So, Beans, your name starts with a C or with a B, and Gavin e. starts with a G or a T. so you're going first. Okay. We'll do total total yards first.
0: Okay, total yards of offense? No, 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 no. of defense. These are defensive ranks. Total, def- total yards of on defense given yeah, up.
1: Total defensive yards given up.
0: I'm gonna per say their per game per game per game. I'm gonna say 28th in the league. Okay, Gavin. Oh, uh, oh no, wait, no, it'd be opposite then because you're giving up more yards, right? Or would higher ranking no, mean the the lower the amount of yards, the higher you rank? Okay, so yeah, 28. I'm gonna say 28. I was.
2: Uh, I want to point out before this, I was gonna say 29. So I'm right in that same ballpark with beans. But for <laughs> the sake of the game, I'm gonna go number one.
1: <laughs> number one.
2: Well, yeah, it's Price is Right rules. Beans can't go well.
1: You, well, then you would want 32
2: because it's like opposite. I Okay, well, I'm used to the $1 bid and fucking Price is Right. No, okay. I, I <laughs> well, know, that's why opposite. I said it was opposite. Um. Uh, well, fuck, I'll go 25th. 14th. What? <laughs>
1: no. Yeah. Yeah, Look it up on ESPN. Per yeah. game, Chiefs are 14th in defensive yards given up. Yeah. Now let's two points per game. We'll do ranking and points per game given up.
0: Ranking and, okay. So ranking. You
1: got to also factor in that Skymore's muffed so many punts inside or 20 that that's
2: probably why our yards are so low. Uh, Are we like like ninth? Kadarius, Tony, McCole Hardman, and Justin Watson have also muffed punts this year. The defense just didn't happen to be there at the time. But
1: clutch gene, so. I'm going to say nine. Nine. By the way, number one in the league is San Francisco at 15 points per game. Which so you're is saying disgusting, ninth best
2: beans or ninth bottom from the bottom? Ninth, like ninth. Like ninth overall. Ninth overall. And
1: points per game, like oh. general?
2: Um, I, 15th.
1: Okay, well, it's not 15. <laughs> oh, you're, ta- you're talking about derp. You're talking about the rank. What about the actual points per game? I want to know that, too. What do you guys think?
2: Oh, uh, I was going to say...
0: I'm going to say, like, 20... 20?
2: 20 20 even? 23.
1: Hey, Beans, 23 on the dot. Oh. Chiefs give up 23 points per game, which is 19th in the NFL. Wow.
2: That's honestly not that bad for a Patrick Mahomes-led offensive team. The worst
1: defense in the league for points per game is the Cardinals at 26.6, which is horrid.
0: Yep, Which is crazy because and- I feel like that defense should have been better, but I guess they're kind of injury And
1: So number one in yards is the 49ers. So yes, the 49ers defense is very good. Uh, At 261 point or 286.1, excuse me, yards per game. Does anyone want to take a venture of a guess on who the worst defense by yards given up is? At 399.2
0: yards per game. Detroit. No.
1: Their second worst. Damn it.
0: It's gotta be like, is it somebody like a Seattle? No. Seattle is
1: fourth worst. Okay. What if I told you this team was a playoff team? Is it the Dolphins? No. What if I told you this was a top two seed playoff team? Is this? It's the Vikings. I was oh, going to say God. Minnesota next. Okay. I was thinking. The Vikings that. have yeah. the worst defense per yardage in the NFL. Oh. I actually watched a video. So before before we get to you, Gavin, I watched a video, and it would still work for this so I can do this. Pretty much this person took the score of all the games in the NFL and, like, reversed all the one-score ones. So that way, like you know, if you want a one-score game, then you lost that one, and vice versa. Yeah, the Minnesota Vikings would be one in twelve on a twelve-game losing streak right now, or something crazy like that.
0: Yep. God, yep. that's all. That's like a first. That's like a top three draft pick. To no, the Vikings are literally
1: like, the Vikings have played so many close games that like everything going right has happened, and they're like gonna be a top two seed in the nfc but if everything would have went wrong they would have like the number one draft pick in the nfl so like who knows and you gotta
0: think like the vikings coach might win coach of the year because he's gonna
2: win Coach of the year maybe Gavin. oh no we, we can sum up this before i tell beans why he's wrong oh i'm i'm good i want to hear what right. he's wrong no so beans here's my truthful like big issue with the process you've taken so far to diagnose what's wrong with the Chiefs. So you haven't addressed the problem. You know what the problem is? What? The problem is that there are rich teams and there are poor no, I'm just kidding. Um the problem <laughs> is that the Chiefs are the safeties playing bad is not surprising. The defense being inconsistent is not surprising. Nothing of which like you have pointed out to this Harrison Buckner being inconsistent. That's not surprising. That's something that like our GM, our coaching staff should be prepared And, like, almost expecting coming into the year, which is why we schemed the fuck out of everything on offense because we expected our offense to be bad. With that being said, the one thing that the Chiefs can control, that they do control, that they should control, that they do not do every single game, and I said this in the group chat during the game, I said the Chiefs are one of the worst teams in the NFL, right up there with the Vikings at beating themselves. Every single fucking week. It's like they want to just try as hard as fucking possible to just play down to the level of their competition. They want to force retarded turnovers. You are playing the Houston Texans preseason roster. You are fumbling. If we're going to talk about Skymore muffing kicks and special teams miscues, those are all stuff that we can control. Fucking practice them. Other teams aren't muffing punts. How about you put Isaiah Pacheco back there? He catches field or er, kickoffs just fine. Like there's so many things that the Chiefs could be doing to just address these obvious and just every single game inconsistencies turnovers and just bullshit that has plagued the chiefs for years it just hasn't mattered because we have the smartest coach offensive coach in the nfl and we have the best offensive player in the nfl and when you put those two things together nothing else matters for the most part so just we don't address the little things every single week those little things make us play down to our competition every single week damn No, like, damn. (laughs) I mean, it's true. No, okay. So I do have a lot of
1: the killer. The killer B Steelers is exactly what this feels like, where it's just like, oh, this team is good. And, like, they just dick around and, like, win a bunch of games and then they get
2: caught in the playoffs. We talked about this in the Broncos game. Like, it literally looked like the Chiefs got up and we're just like, all right, we're good. Like, we don't need to be disciplined. We don't need to be nothing. We can just fucking chill out. Patrick Mahomes can just YOLO the ball around because he doesn't give a shit. And nobody we are,
0: cares. We are 16 weeks into this, though. Like, at what point does our coaching staff say, okay, we need to start this? <laughs> because we've we're been three saying it for years into weeks. this,
1: means, What do you mean we're three weeks into this?
0: I said it's 16
1: years.
2: Yeah, I said 16
0: weeks into this. And okay, three years. Okay, but 16 weeks into this season. And we've had so many close encounters. We lost to the Colts. You know, we've barely escaped Russell Wilson on his godly night. And then, like, you know, this past weekend, at what point does their coaching staff say, okay, let's, like, start taking this serious? They're incapable. No.
1: they're Dude, this coaching staff is like me, like for my fantasy team. I am, I am a dance with the gal you brought guy. You know, I drafted my roster in fantasy this year and the starters who are the starters in the beginning of the year were still the starters by the end because they got me to to the playoffs and I'd be damned if they weren't going to take play in the playoffs. And was that the best strategy that ever happened? Eh, maybe not. I lost this week. Pain. But, like... And I tried to fix my roster. I I genuinely did. Beans co- or Sam coping with himself on the show at the moment. Fine. I don't care. Oh, but no, no, like that just seems what Andy uh, does. A- Andy's got his boys and like the coaching staff has got their boys and they're going to like just ride it. Like yep. they've decided this is what they're doing and we're going to fucking we're going to go do
2: it. What are adjustments? I don't understand. No, like, beans, we've had the same coaching staff for years. We know what they are at this point. It hasn't changed for it, years. It's literally the only,
1: like, major change in coaching staff over the last three years is Mike Kafka leaving. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we That's brought it, it. back. My- <clears throat>
1: That's not major, but yes.
0: No, yeah, but, like.
1: Yeah, like, I, I'm Man. just saying, like, the quarterback coach left. The quarterback hasn't, like, played any different. If anything, the quarterback's honestly played
2: better. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that later, too. Damn. Honest
1: to God, too, uh, not to get too off topic, Um, it feels like Mahomes is like probably in a collision course for Offensive Player of the
2: Year. I think he should be MVP, but that's my hot take for later on. Well, yeah, we'll
0: I, talk about that later. I want
2: I want to join well, in on that. We can Gap, talk
0: about that later. I think it really depends
1: on uh, – I mean, I think it, it's, it's really coming it's, down to a two- – so it's coming down to really a three horse race at this point. And one of the horses might not be playing in a couple of games. Yeah. To, uh, so, I mean, I think it pretty much, yeah, I, I know Gavin. Um, I I think if the horse that Gavin has in his fantasy team finishes the year out strong, I think he wins it. But I think if you miss like a couple games down the stretch, you kind of get Heisman and you, you get Hendon hookered. <laughs> Yeah. You, That's okay. You, you go That's from fine. Heisman favorite
2: to like off ballot, like real fucking quick. Do you have any, I guess, other thoughts on the Chiefs, especially regarding well, like the not, reality of the situation beans? Not any no. thoughts,
0: but I have a great story for you. I think Sam and I have a wonderful story to tell you. Oh, I, I to
1: we hear should hear wait that. for this story till Cats gets here. That I okay in a
2: week where it was like in a week where Sherlock Holmes was trying to figure out oh. what a former teammate was saying about his uh friend kicking field goals and going through a rough time and trying to defend him and we were trying to make sure that his claims were legitimate or not i'm uh i don't know if anything can surprise me at this point but well
1: apparently we're really uh, so i think this will i i tell you what save it for your thought-provoking moment that would okay. actually be a, like this it'll be a good one
0: okay so let's move on to casey versus seattle it's going to be a weird day. We play on that Saturday, you know, time Oh, we're slot. playing on Saturday? Gross. Yep, we are. We had that Saturday game, which I'm okay with. Like, I don't want to be at Christmas in front of kids screaming and yelling, like, profanities at a kicker. Um, <clears throat> watch your old profanity. So I think this Saturday time slot is perfectly okay with me in this situation. we? when do we play on
1: saturday like i think it's a,
0: I think it's like a i think it's like a one o'clock kickoff
1: thank god
0: i'm happy feel-
1: this fucking snowstorm has like hindered my ability to travel on friday back home yeah it's an it's a noon kickoff <sighs> gross so that means i pretty much that means they're gonna have to leave at like nine on saturday god damn it <laughs>
2: So right. I think are... you might be okay, Sam. This winter storm Ezekiel is only moving this way at uh, three point two yards per carry, so it's uh yeah. But the <laughs> problem
1: is, I have to leave at like three on a... I have to leave at three on a Friday.
2: Like that's the best I can do. I just had I just had to throw some shade at Zeke there. What well, so what do, what do we think about playing Seattle at the best time of the year to be playing Seattle right now?
1: I uh so. Fun, fun story. This is the last time we played Seattle. So I think the last time we played Seattle would have been four years ago, right? Yes, so the last time that we played Seattle, oh God, was this when I met her parents?
4: Oh, the, the gal
1: that I was dating at the time, I can't remember if I, this was when I met her parents or the second time I ever went to her place. but oh no, no no, it it it, it was, um. It, it was after I had met her parents. This would have been really bad if I, the last time. But I won the fantasy title sitting on my <laughs> ex's couch, surrounded by her mother and father, with her two dogs sitting between me and her. So, you know, complete cock block all the way around. But I won the fantasy title because Eli had Travis Kelsey and Mahomes, and they couldn't convert that last first down, which caused a field goal and an onside kick. So oh. they're all big Chiefs fans and like mad, and at the same time, I am just like over the goddamn moon <laughs> that our team failed to win the game because, <laughs> because it won me the fantasy title, and I had to explain that.
0: <laughs> Does this no, feel no, like no, a explain. trap game? Does this feel like a trap game to you guys?
1: Yes, kind of.
0: Is to this me-
1: a- Whoa. Well, I think every game's a trap game for the Chiefs, Gavin. Okay, well,
2: um, I guess with that being our like relative every game, I don't think it's a Chiefs trap game.
1: Well, so I think the re- I think there's a couple of reasons why you would want to be concerned about this game. Um, this game's on the road re- Is this game on the road? Nope, it's at KC. It's at KC. Okay, well that's a good that's good. Yes, but I think one reason to be slightly concerned is Seattle the last couple of weeks. Has been getting brutalized on the ground. Yes. The problem is, is Kansas City despises running the football.
0: We changed our mindset that last game, this last week. No,
1: I do not care, beans. I I've seen us. I I, I've seen care. us play the Bengals in the AFC Championship game last year. I do not care. The Chiefs despise running the football and despise taking advantage of teams that do not defend the run well. And that is my big concern, is that Kansas City is just going to decide to go after just throwing the ball. And honestly, the last time we played Seattle, they got one over on us, and we really shouldn't have gotten that game pulled over us. Um, I think the other concerning thing is Seattle is just super desperate, losers of two in a row, losing a grip on a playoff spot. They've
0: they've lost like four of the last –
1: yeah, it's... they they they've kind of fallen off the plot. Yeah, so that's kind of a really big um, issue. I think one of the main reasons I'm less concerned is because Tyler. I don't think Tyler Lockett's playing because he broke his finger, which by the way, fucking sucks. Because that was going to be a really cool homecoming. But <sighs> yep, yeah, Vote Tyler Lockett for a uh, man of the year. By the way, uh, fuck Patrick Mahomes. Tyler Lockett better. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of my concerns going into this game. Seattle is going to have Ken Walker back more healthy. Chiefs don't like to defend the run that well. They're desperate, and honestly, I we their defensive weaknesses don't necessarily match up with our offensive philosophy. So that's kind of my concern. Gavin, what
0: are your thoughts?
2: My thoughts is that uh, Seattle early in the year, like, surprising people. Holy shit, Geno Smith might actually be good. Everything we kind of, like, thought we knew about Seattle, like, preseason, number one overall pick team, all that stuff, is, like, they're slowly starting to regress back to that team. Just no one, like, is talking about it because the early season happened, and that's what people remember at this point. So, like, this team is... Real, I mean, you guys talked about it. They're not playing well. Um, defense, especially, not playing well. I understand it might be on the ground, but like, I, I just kind, I kind of don't care when it comes to how a defense isn't playing well. Because at the end of the day, we don't like, we don't even try to play to our offense's own strengths, anyways. So why would I care if the defense is playing to their, <laughs> if we're playing the defense's strengths or not? Um, I, and ag- again, like. I just kind of feel like we know what the Chiefs are and the Chiefs are going to beat Seattle. They're going to play down to Seattle's level or like we'll play in a close game. But like at the end of the day, I'm just we we should and probably will beat Seattle. I'm I'm not concerned about it. Seattle's not a Well, good
1: I team. I'm not again. This this isn't me. This is me being concerned about it because I it's any given Sunday. This is more of a like I mean, these are the reasons why this game will probably be close. I think to your point about Seattle playing worse, I I don't think it's a coincidence that as the season has worn on, people have picked up more and more on, you know, how to play Geno Smith, how to defend him. And again, Geno is a top 1% of 1% quarterback in the world. Like Geno's great. But, like, when you get into the top 1% of 1%, there's, there's like, a 1 to, like, 10 scale on there. And Geno's, like, a, probably a 4 or a 5 on that 10 scale. And, like, those, those extra scales, like, matter. Like, Geno, there's such a fine line between winning and losing, like, in the NFL, that, like, Geno playing, like, any worse than, like, borderline Pro Bowl is, like, recipe for you just
2: losing well especially when you're playing with like two rookie tackles i understand he's got the two uh wide receivers like incredible wide receivers now he's also lost one of those um Mm -hmm. the defense has just like been playing worse and worse and worse as the whole year has gone on which also to be fair was a bunch of rookies and a bunch of young players on defense that teams have also got more film on throughout the year i just think that like If we were ever going to play Seattle, it needed to be now. So I'm just happy we're playing Seattle now and just kind of almost, I'm almost leaving it at that in my head. Like that's all that matters. My concern.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say Seattle ascended like a college team and started playing good ball around week eight, nine. And now they've started to
0: fall off. Right. My concern is like Seattle's ability to run the ball um, religiously is like uh, not concerning, but it's like time that you know our offense doesn't have the ball in their hands to go and score. um, so I don't know if Pete Carroll's coming into this game saying like we're holding onto the ball for you know nine minutes of possession, like we're gonna be holding onto the ball forever. Um, yeah,
1: I mean the way they want to play football is how you stop a high powered offense
0: Now again, and so i think I think that's like the game plan that might hurt us a little bit. But I think this is a game where, like we saw against Houston, Houston, I think if our offense is just on one, you know, Patrick Mahomes is hitting his targets correctly, not taking very many sacks. Yeah, he took the sack at the very end of the Houston game, but that's besides the fact. I, I think if, like, we play our cards right on offense and just, you know, I think, I think we might be able to stop them one more time than they stop us, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, if you're going to make me give a score prediction, I think this game is very similar. I think Houston's offense played a lot better than, like, they probably should have. And I, they're, think, okay, I think, they're I a think one of Seattle's team. offense is going to play. I, I, I think this game is very reminiscent of this Houston and Kansas City game, but I think Kansas City just makes – like, those two fumbles were super weird. I've not yeah, seen – Yes, I I really haven't seen, like, too many fumbles like those two fumbles. And so, I mean, if you just eliminate those or, like, keep it to one turnover, we'll just say Mahomes throws, like, a pick or something, then, like, I mean, you're probably looking at, like, a 10-point win, like, realistically. So, I mean, like, this this feels like 34 to, like, 24 or something like that. Chiefs are giving up 23 points a game. 24 makes sense. About a 10-point win. So thirty, get, give me thirty four twenty four. Harrison Butker misses an extra point. How about that? Uh, then, then Beans analyzes where the laces were.
0: <laughs> you, you're damn right, I will.
2: Yep, Be, Beans. Are, no, I, I don't want. I just we don't analyze any other team's kicker. It's just
0: we. The only, but I'm going to analyze my team's kicker. Damn it! I, I know because uh, no other geez. team's having this issue right now. Just that. Ask. That is marketably false. I know, yeah. but just us is having this issue, damn it. The Chargers oh, have been right. having
1: this issue for 20 yeah. <laughs> years. <laughs> I love, By the way, I love they Beans just –
2: making a statement, Sam calling it false, and then Beans repeating the statement, expecting a different like meaning. <laughs> and then I just
1: you know, provide an actual example.
2: Um, no,
1: that's their problem. This is our Sam, problem. Clutch By the way, like, I just want to say – this is, like, more of just a fun question as we BS for time for cats to get on. He's officially on his way home, by the way. Nice. That as was of, of, like, firing. five, ten minutes ago. That was a long time. But, firing. uh, Oh, we're asking him about that. I don't give a shit.
0: Um, <laughs> we know this is an HR nightmare, but what happened? <laughs> but
1: no, no, um, HR nightmare. no, No, I won't go there. <laughs> but, no, um... Fuck. Um... Cameron Dicker is an undrafted kicker from Texas. Is he the next Justin Tucker? Uh, why does no. there have
2: to be another Justin Tucker? Justin Tucker, hey, Justin Tucker missed the field goal.
1: He did! Justin Tucker is mortal. One of those yep. got blocked, though. And so actually, I so that.
2: I saw a thing um, it said that the laces were actually 210 degrees rotated from back facing the kicker on that one. So, like, they weren't actually out Right, because like no, it didn't
0: count. I'm
2: just gonna like get my buddy on Texans.
0: here, who is an All American holder, and he's gonna come on here and like give us the science of everything. I would Dude, love to argue with your All
1: American holder, buddy. Whatever. I yeah, that just sounds. Who, who else has got scores? I I interrupted. Gavin.
2: Score. Um, fuck. I had one in my head. I was Sam's really spot on with kind of how I think, um, about this game. I. Is it cheating to like repeat Sam's score? Because I no, literally we can no, because I it. wanted to do Sam's score thirty too. to twenty three. Then 23.
1: let's all just go all in on thirty four twenty four. On yeah, beans. That- beans, beans. Take five dollars. Bet it on that exact score. I will. I actually and will. And then we can all share it. If we hit Dude, it, we'll all share. It. That actually, army, navy. It. Let's just not one- share. It. Let's donate it. I don't know where we'll yeah. donate it to. That army navy Ooh. over was amazing, <laughs> dude. That was like the, that was such a good beat for you. It <laughs> was so great. The gambling is so fun, that's why I quit uh, because I would it, keep doing it. It's better than investing,
0: anyway. So, yeah, we're gonna do the same score 34 24. All right,
1: beans, you gotta put that bet in. All right, I will put that, put that bet in, and if we win, we'll split it four ways, okay? Um, one to me one to you one to gavin and then uh one to like charity or some bullshit like that
0: all right we'll donate or to we a charity can... of a listener's choice
1: charity or some bullshit there we go or we could buy something dank as fuck for the show we could buy our own like you know skype design or something I mean, like, there we go get beer horns
0: we can buy our sponsors we, you're our
1: own sponsor. A uh, flyover bats is the flyover uh, sponsor of flyover stage show. <laughs> we
2: should, we could pay some musical group to make our intro, make our own intro. Hey, see, there we go.
1: What's
2: wrong okay. with our intro? I, nothing.
1: I have never listened to our intro.
0: God, it's
2: such a good so intro
0: too.
1: If I, if, dude, I'm not gonna listen to a podcast that I record. I already know what the fuck happened.
2: If uh we want to essentially delay and kick the can down the road, why don't we cover this World Cup game that I'm not entirely Ooh. sure cats watched anyways? Yes,
1: I I yes, let's do that. So World Cup time, uh, the biggest sporting event on that Saturday. Other, than, God, yeah, we'll talk about the other event that happened on that Saturday too. <laughs> eventually, maybe we'll we'll talk about it eventually. But Argentina defeated France in penalty kicks to claim the Championship of the World World Cup in Qatar, officially giving Lionel Messi his first ever um, World Cup victory, first World Cup victory for... Uh... Argentina. Just send it to yourself, bruv. <laughs> yeah. He told me to, like, fucking send the email of the link to his like Skype account. Oh my god. It's like you got it's like bro, you got a fucking phone. You do it yourself. That's figure it I out. Yeah, yeah, just figure, figure it, it out. out. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, so it got messy. Um Argentina went up 2 nothing. Mbappe scored two goals. Argentina went up 3-2 in extra time. Mbappe scored another goal. Mbappe put the entire country of Frances back and it wasn't enough because Hugo Lloris has zero penalty saves in European and World Cup competition, which is crazy. Think about that. The post has a better save rate than Hugo Lloris, and the post doesn't fucking move. Wow. I don't
2: don't understand how a keeper that's so good during a game just, like, fucking nails. um, How he can just be, like, completely irrelevant when it comes to kicking penalties.
1: I don't understand. Okay, is awful at saving PKs, which is, like, really is,
0: funny. Is saving PKs, like, is half of it guessing? Like, is 50% of it guessing? Okay, corrective? so, yes. it. So, is he just he, a terrible guesser?
1: No. So, there is data to suggest, <laughs> like, what you should do. But it's, like, mind games, too. Yes. It's, like, mind games and intimidation. Like, the reason why Tim Milia is so good at PKs, or saving PKs, is because, like, he's... One, prepared, two, like, has a lot, has good reflexes, and like three is just like saves so many PKs and won so many like PK matches that like he is just basically
2: like seen as a god when it comes to PKs. Well there, MLS. there there's an art too to the build-up, like body positioning that the stripe that the attacker can essentially take when like getting preparing to kick the uh the penalty kick yeah like it's, like
1: finding the tells and the fucking right. guy it's, like it's there's a lot of that things, goes into it
2: it's one of those things where like either just like people that are naturally good at it or like specialize in that or just the best attackers in the world like they are pretty good about disguising the tells or even using the tells to get the keeper the wrong direction but the majority of soccer players are bad enough at that that like A keeper, if they do their research, can essentially have a general idea when they do certain things where the ball is going, which eliminates a lot of luck out of it. it, it, It's
1: an art form on both ends, right? And, like, you can literally tell sometimes when a guy has a good chance of missing. Like, the way that they walk up, the way that they grab the ball and, like, look at the ball. And, like, you can tell by body language. That, like, they're not super confident, like, in their abilities to, like, actually hit it. And that's why I love PKs is because it's so interpersonal. Like, it is you walking from the center circle to the spot. I love the drama of it. Being given the ball, (laughs) putting it down, and having everyone watch you and determining, like, if you fuck this up or get it saved, like, you fucked up. Because this is supposed to be
2: automatic, because so, pKs are easy. At what point did like the entire world sign a pact that said, we will take as long as humanly possible to do penalty shootouts because drama and because ratings and because people love it. Like if I'm a striker and I'm under pressure, I am like halfway jogging up to the spot like the spot. Putting the ball down, taking my couple steps back, just never even giving myself time to fucking think about it. I practice this shit every single day, all the haze in the barn. Let's just get out there and kick the fucking penalty. Why are you gonna walk your happy ass, just slow as fuck, to the spot, thinking about it, getting in your own head? Just hey, get hey. Out, get out, kick
4: it. Hi, Kat. Hey, hey, Kat.
0: hey, cats.
4: What's up, y'all? It. How are we well, you doing?
1: about the World Cup. Yep. the
4: world cup okay i did not watch as much of that as i wanted Bang. to work and stuff so um speaking
1: of work yeah. you want to tell us why you were late you
4: know, i'm not gonna get into it not professional uh, no,
2: you're an hr violation <laughs>
4: so, yeah no, i'm not gonna do that but uh yeah no it uh a lot of a lot of stuff Came up like right what? when I was trying to leave. On, Literally on the a, one the one day work when I try to plan something, right after work that I have to be on, and that's the day, yeah. of course. So that,
0: okay, so on we're a scale we're of one to ten, terms. Go
4: ahead.
0: Huh? On a scale of one to ten, how severe is this?
4: Oh, I mean it's like a three.
0: Uh, oh, but- so he peed in the water fountain. So what? Like.
1: Was- <laughs> <laughs> So, I, don't th- I I don't think no. that's what he did cats. No, you no.
4: moving on though. No.
1: Um I I do have I do have one question. Um okay. this is just for my like knowledge. Okay. Um was this something that was like a long time coming and and like it just so happened that you had to do it like today or was this no, like we didn't, we didn't do this dude this per- oh, this person just did something, and you know it, it became no no, bad. No, no 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 no
4: the the issue that kept me longer was that our person who's supposed to be there eleven p m to five a m is not probably oh. Not there oh. oh yeah so
0: two different so things. were you the one that was fired no Oh, you guys
1: are firing, bro. Okay, make money moves,
0: dude. I walk into work every day and I'm like, nobody was fired, guys.
4: guys. I don't. I'm not getting into it, but nobody was fired. Moving on. They were.
0: They resigned. Yeah.
4: So.
2: Okay, hang on. We yeah. we got to get back We've, on we've been hyping uh, this the I don't want to, talk <laughs> to <work. Let's, laughs> We, we, we got to get back on this World Cup to keep this podcast on the rails and I want to talk about the main event. I want to talk about Messi versus Mbappe. I want to talk about that. Um I I Mbappe's the next like greatest best player in the world, however you want to put that. I hate that yeah. it always has to evolve into a like is Messi going to be or is Mbappe going to be better than Messi? Like, a those conversations are retarded. Messi should already be viewed as, like, one of the best of all times, regardless of him, him having a World Cup trophy or not. Better than
1: Ronaldo. Like,
2: World Cup trophies are almost impossible to get. You only got a couple of shots at them, all of those things, and you got to be healthy during that time. Yeah. All that being said, I think it's very important to point out that, like, Mbappe got the ball, and, like, the beautiful thing about soccer is it just takes that, like, one moment. Mbappe had three of them. Other than that, like, Mbappe had a couple flashes. Like, every single thing that Argentina does, once you are, like, outside of the Argentinian goalie box, Messi is involved with everything positive. Messi is involved with every single possession. He's there for all of Argentina. Mbappe maybe a little bit more of, like, a cog in a system for France, even though they're missing a lot of players. I just want to, like, point that out for all the people that are just quick to, like, All right, Messi won his title. Just kick him to the fucking curve. Like, we want this 24-year-old speedster guy now. Like, Lionel Messi at 36 years old is still the, like, most influential, most important, and one of the best players for Argentina on the field. I just think that that is, like, crazy, and you should remember that when we're talking about a 24-year-old, like, one of the greatest athletic anomalies on the planet in Mbappe. Anybody can comment on that. Yes, okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, Mbappe's I'm correct. really good. There's nothing yeah, to so, say. Sounds to good. Say <laughs> right. yes. Fuck everyone else. The rest of the world hey, is retarded.
1: I, I like Mbappe. Um, it, I like
2: Mbappe, too. He, he plays in
1: a farmer's league. <laughs> Actually, one of the funniest things I've ever seen is, I don't know if anyone watches the champions on Bleacher Report, but they had a Neymar one season, right? They, they have this deal where they live in a mansion like all the teams that qualify for the Champions League, and they had Neymar show up, like, riding a tractor because France is a
2: Farmer's
0: League. (laughs) That's funny.
2: I Yeah. No, I uh, in all reality, I think that we learned just a couple things. The U.S. is still, like, not where they should be as far as, like, World Cup in general. U.S. not where they should be. Uh, Qatar is still a third-world country. Um, Possibly (coughs) Qatar was responsible or, like – security around the stadium was responsible for killing a US reporter but it just kind of got buried and, and, and
1: a second reporter two reporters died in Qatar two reporters.
2: they so yeah. they uh buried one the only reason i heard about the other was cuz he's from Kansas um yeah so yeah pretty much those are the things that i learned from the world cup and i'm happy for messi at the end of the day like a um in a world where like we talk about like football's the thing here and we're seeing like players get more power is kind of like dead in college football Lionel Messi, to me, was always this, like, beacon of hope, like, this player, born and raised, like, I'm going to Barcelona, comes through the system, plays at Barcelona's entire career until literally just, like, financial dread and fucking retardation, like, pushes him out, which I don't blame him at age 32 that, you know what, fuck you guys, you guys can, you guys aren't listening to Dave Ramsey, like, go fuck yourselves, so, uh, (laughs) Like I I respect the fuck out of a dude that like was there won a bunch for his club did everything for him, the loyalty that that takes I love that about the person and I'm happy that he finally got to bring home his World Cup title.
4: Same yeah. here. I mean that's kind of the only thing that I was gonna say is World Cup related. I did not want again I did not watch as much World Cup as I wanted to, but I didn't either. Um, Having I a job that like this is the, like th- wasn't this like the last thing Messi had to prove to people? Yes, like pretty much. do will find this, something. This was it. Like, this was his only criticism, really, was that he couldn't yeah. get it in the World Cup, right? Honestly, World yeah. Cup criticism for Messi was a little bit
1: more valid than, like, Ronaldo. Like, yeah, Ronaldo's yeah. a little bit unfair because Portugal is, like, the Netherlands level, and it's like, yeah, if you, like, won a World Cup with that team, like, that would be super impressive. Mm-hmm. But, like, Argentina's won World Cups before. So, like, you kind of, and Maradona's, like, you know, the dude. Like, you kind of got to get one to be, like, there, if that makes yeah. sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is so, I mean, Messi needed it more than Ronaldo for a legacy standpoint. But, you know. Yep. We we don't need to get into that debate. I have gone down the Twitter rabbit hole in that debate. It It is ridiculous. A lot those, of dumb- people, those people need fucking showers is all I know. <laughs>
2: I, I think we're ready for Cast to walk us through the college.
1: I think we're ready for that too. It's time for the main event. We brought on our main man, Jacob Katzenberg here, because he is our Kansas Jayhawk correspondent. He knows yeah. more about this basketball team, this football team than we will ever know. I will give you the choice, Mr. Katzenberg. Do you want to start with national signing day, or do you want to start with the basketball team?
4: Um, I was going to get into like KU with the uh, bull. uh, Football. Hey, we can do that too. KU football. This is and your all, segment, my guy. No, I mean it's just kind of weird being in Kansas and actually like national signing day is actually something I like pay attention to now. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we're actually, I mean, we picked up a, a I think like a former four-star tackle transfer. Yeah, from, Clemens like, from uh, Baylor.
1: Baylor lost oh, their quarterback. Oh, yeah, from, day and two. then I think we got
4: another guy from Minnesota. I think oh really like a transfer yeah. or a... Uh... I, I think it was a transfer but um yeah i know but basically i don't i don't know i'm still kind of getting used to the uh um getting used to kansas being a perennial i mean this is so i mean the biggest thing is like whitepole's completely changed the program obviously right so
3: mm-hmm.
4: um i think this season is now like going to be the expectation moving forward so yeah, like Leipold, be.
0: yeah. Leipold, before like I feel like he was the kind of guy at a position where he could go to the grocery store and like nobody could like recognize him. Now I feel like the whole entire town of Lawrence just like that that yeah like recognize him like that's Lance Leipold. Um, like dude, that that should be an honor in his in all honesty.
4: Yeah, I know. I, I know I was a little bit nervous when. Well, I wasn't really nervous. I mean, I figured he would stay after like how adamant he was that he was staying and. Uh and like he was asked about taking like the Nebraska job and I know he had Nebraska ties. Were you ever nervous about that? Uh not really, honestly. Um the only part that I was a little bit nervous about was before he got the extension. Well, obviously whenever he got the extension it was like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but um, I mean there there was a little bit, obviously with the Nebraska ties and stuff where it kind of seemed like um, seemed like a good fit, but yeah, I would honestly have been more concerned about the Wisconsin
1: job. Once that, that opened too. up, that was the yeah. one that I thought that, I mean, he'd been at Wisconsin whitewater for so long. It's like, oh, that's like one that makes sense. And then once he didn't get
4: it, like, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, so, so, still so trying to just soak it in. Like, I know, I mean, there's like Bama who obviously they're used to going and competing for the college football playoff but uh where i mean i'm completely happy with the liberty bowl and great opportunity it's going to mean a lot more for us than it does the team that we're playing so are are you gonna make the trek down to memphis dude my work schedule i can't i (laughs) i I just didn't know i'm using all my pto um for the twenty third through twenty sixth to go see my folks for Christmas, but oh, that would be good. Uh, we'll but we'll catch up. Yeah. We'll, we'll be down yeah. there too. And it really sucks too because all my friends collectively we were like, "Hey, KU makes a bowl game this year. We're going." I'm like, bet. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting it this year, honestly. If I'm being, <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I know. And he, here's the thing about KU season this year: um, when there was a route where things were going bad like when we had to win one out of our last three with uh it was uh i don't know i, I like the oklahoma state game was a shock to yeah. everybody like that's I, I don't think i mean if, if you've been here and you kind of saw what the team's gone through you you get what i'm trying to say but it's like yeah no. Even we had, as, as like, I mean, I think we were even favored in the game, or it was like a one point spread or something. But just to see, like, it was almost like a sigh of relief because I was honestly expecting us to finish five and seven. We and had talked about it, say, it
2: on this podcast kind of throughout the season because it almost felt like after the season had started so well, you mm-hmm. guys had almost like burned so brightly. That you were like in risk at at risk of like if the wheel fell off, just like losing all of that momentum, yeah, taking a step backwards again. So exactly, I mean, that was a massive win for you guys.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Especially, I mean, that's I mean that was kind of everyone's thought going in is like, wow, I mean, this is going really well. We have this. I mean, people are talking about uh, um, Jalen Daniels and Heisman conversation, then. The monkey in the wrench that was thrown into everything that I thought was going to ruin the season was Jalen Daniels getting hurt, but he <laughs> ended up doing, doing just enough. Yep. So, so uh, the, yeah.
0: The the offense, like, even with being in it, like, I love yeah. Leipold's offense, and I hope Klein can take a few pages out of that book because, like, I just like the misdirection, the way they send people, you know – um, the motions and the change of uh, uh, the change to a different. You know, it it it's a great offense.
4: I like it. No, yeah, um, for, for sure. I mean, we're seeing guys uh, like who you can very very much tell are like schemed open. I know you guys talked about it a little bit last podcast um, about how Andy Reid schemed a lot mm-hmm. of guys open. I mean, there's there's times where like Jalen Daniels has our tight end streaking down the field, and it's and it's just because of like play design. That happened against the State.
0: State. It wasn't there like a wide open like, and I don't know if
4: I'm uh, sure there was. We were. I I think
0: I remember. I think I remember where like a tight end was wide open down the field, and I was like, man, we caught a break on that one. (laughs) That that that
1: game was an offensive masterclass by KU. Honestly, they they dog walked one of the better defenses in the Big Twelve down the yeah.
4: field and going and it's, I think it's especially emphasized here just because like going from David Beatty to Leipold is just such a I mean it's just it's a complete 180 like um I mean we would see I don't know with David Beatty's play calling it'd just be I don't know it was, it was very it was, it was too cute so the thing about Leipold and I think what makes him uh, like as far as the offense and stuff like that. Our scheme, you can tell like plays are called early in the game that aren't necessarily designed to work, but then they end up making sense later when they run a play off of that, and you find someone wide open downfield. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, yeah. Things like that. There was none of that with David Bailey at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It <was> just <laughs> it, it, it's just mad
0: chaos. It's
1: just gone plays, he's just asking mad exactly. as that. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um it's but...
0: third and twelve,
4: run. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, and it's, it's funny you say third and twelve. I mean, all my friends—it's like a running joke in our friend group. Whenever there's like a uh, a like se- second and long run play, I mean that that's a David Beatty. That's that's what, what we call. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the flip side of that
2: is the defensive side too. Where like I know over the past couple of years, like K State even had like had some down down teams and whatever, to the point where, like, I, I can't get this moment out of my head. Sam knows exactly what I'm talking about. But, like, KU's defense for years, like, it just – it didn't matter, honestly, what the you other teams did. You
1: could Joe Hiener out there and we'd put up 40.
2: Yeah, no, like, it, it didn't matter what other teams did, what KU did. Like, the defense just wasn't functional. Like, it didn't work, whatever. I know specifically, like, during the, like, the less Miles, like, versus K-State big hype game that came up, And that was the K-State team that was just like the out route you of that season. And we literally just like walked into that stadium and I know Sky like played a good game, everything uh, that happens there. But like, even with, even with like down K-State teams that like were Uber one dimensional, or you just, you knew what was coming somehow, even knowing what was coming, KU just never even appeared to have a fucking clue what was going on. Yeah. A way to stop it. This, uh, this last game, and I don't, I don't want to like, the K-State versus KU game is like a microcosm of where you guys had come, because that, yep. like, this last game was the first game where I was like, oh, shit, this is actually like a respectable KU team. I knew that throughout the year, but physically seeing it against K-State on the same field was very, very impressive.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, God, you made a great point there, and I wanted to build on it. it.
2: no no, it's okay because i i got two other points just because i i don't follow ku football close enough to like you know go deep into the players and all that shit but i do know like building a program what's important for all that stuff and there's two things that cracked me up more than anything this year the first thing is just like watching young uh, young ku fans especially it was it was awesome like they have no idea like the possible like hurt that can come from hope like if they keep building it like it's just it's
4: just completely well so uh, that's that's the thing is i think the anticipation following the Jalen injury is i think we're kind of expecting it to all, right, all fall off the your guys' first five weeks
2: reminded me of cavemen like discovering fire where like literally yeah. like this is yeah. awesome we have no idea how this could go bad this shit is all good like we love uh-huh. this shit and then, uh-huh. like, it's like we have no idea, like, what pain can come just from a little bit of hope. And then maybe yeah. you guys, like, figure that out later in the year, which will help. But how much does just, like, randomly finding a Lance, Lance Leipold when, like, you needed to, how much does that just speak to, like, how many terrible coaches there are in college football just generally? Oh, and how- <laughs> I,
4: I mean, that's – yeah, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a great point, especially KU who spends most and, of their time having to pay off. Right. They paid more money to coaches uh, that don't coach anymore than they're paying now for a coach before. Are they still paying Turner Gill? No, surely not. Charlie Weiss was the bad one.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, they they gave Charlie Weiss a ton of
4: money. I thought thought as of, like, it was either as of last year or the year before, I think we finally got done paying Charlie Weiss. So, I mean, that kind of gives you – yeah, oh. a good idea of what I, I would. That's, dude, that's, I will say I thought that hire was gonna work,
1: and he, tra- I think Charlie Weiss just was there for a paycheck. Yeah, I know. Back. Until he showed up
4: and didn't didn't give a shit, ruined the program and left. Like, that's yeah, yeah. yeah not
2: bad. I don't say that as like a shot at Lance Leipold in any way. Just like I mean, those guys are out there, but like somehow, some way, there's so many factors that come into it in college football. Like I get that, but like holy shit, it literally appears like, because the talent on KU's roster, nothing changed. Like, it's the same team, everything's still there. Like, we bring in a couple players, sure, Transfer Portal, all that, I get it. But, like, again, like, that's a better coaching staff that's coming in bringing in those players, too. So, like, it just kind of boggles my mind in today's world. Like, it almost feels like if you have a coach that has a fucking brain and has the ability to turn it on, like, you're a 500 program. Oh, my, it's like...
4: I think that's especially true with the way uh, um, the transfer portal now is like free agency. I mean, yes. Lighthouse was able to get, like, everyday starters in the transfer portal first, like, mm-hmm. after one year of uh, showing what the program's all about. So, like, yeah. um, things can really, yeah, things can really change fast. Yeah, right. It, um, for sure, especially nowadays. Yeah. But. Like, I mean, I think Dion. we'll see what happens with, like, Dion Sanders, but – um, I mean he's pretty much building his team directly from the transfer portal. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll I hope that works works so. stays there. I, don't know. I hope he stays there for four
1: years because K-State's scheduled to uh, play Colorado in 27, I think. Yes, that
0: is true. <clears throat>
1: 27 and 28, I believe. He'll probably be gone by then. Okay.
4: Let's uh let's have you guys already talked about K-State football? What do you guys think? Bama? Oh, that is like the spread's all we like... fucking have talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we, we probably don't, um, good season, uh, don't get Gavin started about Will Howard or also it'll turn into a three hour show.
4: Okay. I've been a lifetime
2: fan since like week eight. Okay. So fuck off. So.
4: I mean, that's how most fans are. I mean, I think Gavin's
1: kind of, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, that season was weird, super weird. And it's really weird to think about how, if we would have beaten Tulane and like Texas, we might have like had an argument to go to the playoff, which is like really fucking weird to think yeah. about. I don't think we would have made it. I right, but
2: Cats, what is your? I'm I'm interested on your opinion now. I've I've sat here and like talked about my opinions on KU. From an outsider's perspective, yeah. what do you think about this K State team? What do you think about the Adrian Martinez drama? Like just all of it. Just unload what you got on us.
4: Um, At, yeah. start anywhere. I mean, There's
2: a whole lot. It's a weird and full season.
4: Yeah, it, yeah. it was a super weird it's, year. Like, yeah, yeah I'll will try, try not to go too long. I know we're trying to kind of move on, but um, I would say K State. I mean, I knew coming in that the that, that this team was going to be good. First of all, I knew K State had a lot of really talented players. Um, the Adrian Martinez thing worked out about how I expected to the Adrian thing, Adrian Martinez thing. It, it was out. funny because I I remember
1: post Kendrick Lamar concert talking to you and Drew, and mm-hmm. Drew kept saying like, "How good's K State gonna be?" And I was like, "Well, we're really good, except quarterback."
4: Yep. Yeah, but uh, I mean, sh- sure enough, I think uh, you guys, I mean, no one was expecting Will Howard to come in and be like really really good. No, um, not I, one.
0: I we mean, we week one said that Will Howard was a D two starting quarterback, and yep. I think he heard us. Week one, and...
4: go fuck
2: yourself! I said that week seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, we were.
4: If Will Howard listened to this podcast, um, he definitely yeah, did and
0: went scorched earth on us. Oh,
4: actually, I I do have a funny story then. So, um, this would have been the TCU game, obviously. When is that? When Martinez got hurt, right? Yeah, yeah that would yeah, Martinez game. got hurt. So. Um, I saw. Uh, well, I was watching the game live. Uh, Martinez gets hurt. I see. I think immediately TCU scores. Right. Immediately TCU scores. I then bet on TCU to win. Hit the money line at like plus. At like plus four hundred. I ended up making all my money money back from losing it that day. Um, and I was like, this is going exactly how I was expecting it to. Following week, isn't that? I believe that's Oklahoma State week, right? Yeah, yep, yep, o- Oklahoma yeah. State, this is the funny part, so I'm watching the games, games with my, uh, with my friends, and at, we're all talking about, like, wow, I can't believe this Oklahoma State line is, is where it is, we're all hammering Oklahoma State, right? we were saying the
1: same, I, thing. I did the same thing, yeah, I know, I lost, we're like, this, I this lost is $50 easy. to win um, that game, here,
4: here's how confident we were, I, I had a friend, uh, bet Oklahoma State money line, Oklahoma State spread, um, and then right after K-State immediately, uh, immediately scores, uh, doubles down, they score again. <laughs> doubles down again. Oh uh, no! again. The man you... ended up losing five bets on K State. Oh. <laughs> you don't triple down, so,
1: let alone quadruple yeah. down. Oh my god!
4: Yeah, yeah, we were pretty oh, confident. No. We lost them on that one, um, oh, but no. Uh, but no. I mean, it's, it's very. I mean, we'll. we we'll, I mean, you guys got to be pretty ecstatic about the the future of K State, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, with Avery coming in too, I mean, if we can just,
4: I, the I timing, they, the,
0: the timing couldn't be any more perfect at this the point. The
1: biggest thing is is that Will Howard is going to come in and allow Avery Johnson to redshirt, and that is exciting. Yeah, hopefully he'll be allowed to redshirt. As I say that, Will Howard's probably going to break his leg yeah. like one. Yeah, and the the crazy uh, thing
0: is, like, I was excited for so, Rubly too. That'll be Rubley- no fun. Rubley as a third string. I was I was eager to see him play as well.
4: And oh, he, okay. That now okay. Rubley, that's an experiment that just needs to die. I don't think that's yes. ever happened. Yeah, yeah I, Avery, don't, I don't Yeah, Avery think... Avery's just coming in and he's he's the man now. I think a, yeah, he, Avery's he,
1: probably gonna I, slap his fucking cock on the table and tell Jake Rubley to get the fuck yeah, out of Manhattan.
4: That that's what I was gonna say. I think most likely thing is Rubley's gonna transfer. I, I yeah. think I think
1: for Jake Rubley, this year is more of a let's stay and see if, like, Will Howard, like, gets hurt and we can, like, take advantage because they want to redshirt Avery and, like, I'm kind of close to Avery and I can, like, put some film out there to audition. But I, God, I can't, they they're both not going to stay. And, uh, I mean, honestly, if Avery Johnson doesn't beat out Jake Rubley, then we're just fucked anyways, so. <laughs> uh, I, I
3: do want <laughs> and I to, uh, like
1: Jake. J- Jake might end up being good, but, like, I've seen him not play pretty much at all. I have no basis yeah. to think that he's, like, good.
4: I I, I did want to thank Jake Rubley. He was a huge contributor to the uh, TCU Moneyline bet.
2: No, so. yeah, that, that play... Like, I, w- I spoke so much this year about how, like, w- Will Howard's confidence when he should have none, whatever. Like, g- same goes for Jake Rubley. Man comes in after being, like, the third-string quarterback and just immediately is like, fuck yeah, I can hit this across the field out route. Like, I got the arm to do it, and then doesn't get it there, throws it inside, <laughs> and immediately leads yeah. to an interception. It was yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Honest to God, though, if Jake Rubley is just – if Jake Ruby ends up improving and being really fucking good, like, I wouldn't hate it either.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. Like, I'm here for any of the quarterbacks on the K-State roster, and this goes for really any position. If anyone wants to be really fucking good and just steal some dude's job who I also thought was good, like, go ahead. Like, that's that's good by me.
0: Yeah, because I like, think in the end, like, climate cares more about winning than, uh, you know, people's feelings, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, here, here's
1: the thing. I like DJ Giddens a lot. Like, I like him. Like, he's been fun this year. If Joe Jackson comes in from Florida and fucking, and like Deuce goes pro, and Joe Jackson just steals that starting job from DJ, like, I'm not going to, like, be upset about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. Not uh, at all. Wait. We,
2: we, we should probably move on to KU basketball here, but mm-hmm. to kind of sum up the K-State talk for you cats, I just. There's no better way to sum up this season and how weird it was than winning the Big Twelve championship game with your punter kicking a game winning field goal. It's just it's fucking it's a fairy tale ending, right? That's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So great great news
1: for football in the uh, state of Kansas from yes. both yeah.
4: schools. Um so let's see, K, KU basketball then on the KU basketball.
1: Yeah, we we need it we need to start yeah, getting into uh, some hoops because we sure. we have not talked okay. any hoops on this podcast
4: in a millennia. OK, OK. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we can definitely do that. Um, I think, uh, well, one, I, this is kind of pivoting a little bit back to football, but the whole energy around KU basketball. Now, here's my personal feeling is that I'm still kind of in the mindset of football season, whereas years yes. past you fans, KU fans are very much. Okay, Champions Classic is here. Let's. I'm excited for you guys. Let's honestly, go. This this year, I'm like basketball season can wait. Like this team's good. Like I'm actually excited to watch the football team. But um, but can you basketball this year? I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, you look at who we played and the the teams that we beat. I think we are right where I was expecting us to be. Um there are a little bit of surprises. I mean I wasn't expecting Jalen Wilson to be as good as he is. Um Jalen Jalen Wilson's been like a solid alpha contributor. I was expecting him to more I mean in years past he was like a, a role player. I mean he was good for about eight rebounds a game like he's he's got taking that o role. Yeah exactly like. he's he's kind of established himself as the alpha of this team. And then I think the other surprise, maybe now I knew Grady Dick was going to be good at some um, point, And I knew yep. about his shooting ability and everything. Um, but I wasn't expecting him to be this good this early. So yeah, you think, do, NBA, you think yeah. do you yeah, think, do you think Grady Dick has, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll go. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> You're like both said, polite people out here as the, uh, uh NBA yeah. I mean I saw that he was I think projected lottery pick. Yeah, um, uh,
1: that, that no right now.
4: But the thing about I mean, really the overarching thing with basketball right now is that it's still just too early to tell. And so much is gonna happen over the course of the year, right? I mean, Texas potentially just lost their coach, so um
1: oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. about There's,
4: that. There's just so much Ugh. that goes into basketball. We're just so early where we've only played non conference opponents who we we're never gonna see again. We'll really know more about the team when Big Twelve play hits, but mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, but K I mean, it was all obviously nice. I mean, I have to mention it. Fucking Missouri. Missouri, the second they start running their mouth, the second they start running their mouth. Dude,
0: fuck Missouri.
1: I know, are you
4: upset I know. are you upset
0: you didn't get them for the bowl game? Yes.
4: Oh, dude, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I, yeah.
4: <laughs> I know, they, they poverty. had poverty, to... I know, I know, you would have beat
1: that team, too, that team stunk, I know, Adrian I know. Martinez fucking run all over them,
4: yeah, I know, I know, yeah, fucking, fucking Missouri, but, yeah, I know, people are, and I, I, I was listening to some radio show, and they have a Mizzou guy on there, who's like, oh, Kansas okay, this is, uh, like they're coming in all cocky. They beat us this many times out of the last this many times. But this team's different. We got a new coach, new energy around the program. They better oh. keep coming, ready to fight. Shut up. No, you're still not. They're not on our level. Like no, no, it's not. That's not how it goes. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, and it also uh, it, I think it says more about what the media thinks about Missouri. How KU literally dropped in the rankings two spots after beating them by, like, 30 on the road. I mean, I—well, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you guys saw it, but uh, heading into the game, Missouri had, like—I think they were—out of all the teams in college basketball, they had, like, the—I think, like, the—what was it? Like, the fifth easiest schedule or something like that? They would played At fucking point. nobody. Like, they were a very fraudulent team, and I'm glad KU was— uh Able to be the team that exposed them as frauds. Feels pretty good.
1: Yeah. And I mean, after that win against Indiana this last week, I mean, you kind of beat the hell out of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I feel like you've gone through your normal KU season routine yep. where KU plays in the Champions Classic and like sometimes wins that game, sometimes loses that game. And then you end up like not looking super good. Like, yeah. randomly for about the first eight games, and then suddenly you're playing ranked teams again, and you're just beating the hell out of them because you're KU, and you got way better talent than those other teams.
4: Also, I don't think it's talked about enough how shitty of a game the Champions Classic always is. It's two teams that <laughs> never look prepared. It's two teams that will <laughs> turn over the ball. A I self as, self is just basically just throwing mm-hmm. stuff together when it comes to lineups. We haven't even figured out who we can trust yet. So it's like... Yeah, I don't know. The Champions Classic as a whole, people always use that as a. It's it, especially like later in the year when I know like seating and seedings and stuff come out. They're like, oh, but KU okay, lost to Duke early in the year. It's like, well, I mean, that's a completely different team that we're playing now. Like, you know what I mean? It's just such a crapshoot. I don't know why they don't just yeah. like do that during
1: Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Like yeah. honestly, like.
4: Yeah, that I, makes more sense. I would
1: suggest I would suggest middle of the year, but like we always have like the Big Twelve SEC Challenge and well, like, mm-hmm. like all that. You know what they should do? What it should be the Big Twelve SEC Challenge should be at the beginning of the year when the Big Ten and the ACC do their challenge or whatever. But I think the Big Big Twelve does like a Big East Challenge too. I think that's what kind of complicates it. Yep. Yeah,
4: but like the Champions
1: but... Classic should be like in the middle of the year.
4: Like I I it, think so too. I think it just I think it'd be a better product. Um, especially because like the Champions Classic is supposed to be thing that like reels fans in. Um, yeah, I just think it'd be a better product. But yeah. I mean, this was the first time, uh, in my memory, anyways, that the Champions Classic wasn't the oh. first game. So there was at least regular seasons played, regular season games played before that. But
1: I also feel I I know why they do it this way. I just feel like they should expand that classic to like eight it doesn't have to be like a bracket or anything you can just play whoever but like you should have like the four last teams to win the title and then like four other blue bloods and be like ah yeah like you won this title like you were a champion like get in here and play a marquee game but i don't
2: know that's just me
4: yeah but i mean that's I think that's I covered most of what yeah. I say about KU. I, I mean, I do
2: have a question for you, cats, because yeah. I know you guys over there in Lawrence doing your fucking thing that you just do every year, and it's just like you know, rinse, repeat. There's really nothing even to add there. It's just kind of it's been this way forever. But I know that from Lawrence, you can actually you can look out and see you can see the storm building out in the west, and I just I want to <laughs> see like how concerned you are for the structural integrity of the town of Manhattan. When Tang beats Ku in Bramlage, oh my and God. just like if the town <laughs> will in fact just kind of like topple over because it just can't be contained.
4: We're saying, the, yeah, you're you're saying this year,
2: yeah. Are you like, saying
4: later down the road?
2: No, like right now.
4: No, I no, like, no, no. I, mean, I don't. I mean, I well. No, I. I I think you guys are really exciting, and I think you are better than some people are. We are fun to
1: watch. I still don't know, like, how good we are.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But, I I I mean, and I I don't know why everyone's so surprised, really, by K-State. I mean, at least, like, national media hasn't really caught it, But, like, everyone knew Keontae was going to be really, really good. Yeah, I, I
1: think it's. I I feel yeah. like people didn't think that Keontae would be back to like all Big Twelve team, like first, second, or third level, like this yeah. quickly. Yeah. And I think it's just the shock of like, oh my god, K State is ten and one, and like they've finished like last or near last in the Big Twelve for the last two, three years. I think that's really yeah. more of what it what it is.
4: But, but I mean. I, I
2: I say yeah, that like I, I don't you know, know what
4: you're looking for but like K, KU fans I'm are I'm looking just for like, it.
2: I'm scared. I want just like something okay. to happen for us. It's been so bad. Okay. No, I,
4: I I think it I think you'll see more results a little bit later, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, games, the thing the thing about this team is they're really fun cuz they're really long and athletic and like yeah, that's yeah. going to I I still don't think they're a good basketball team if that makes sense i know
2: i i know what you're saying and i agree with you wholeheartedly sam we can really beat up once like, katzenberg
1: games. to say he's scared of naquan tomlin and his tomahawks
2: so. no we're
4: we're we're still <laughs> kansas we're still we're still kansas i mean that's, i i agree that's with you what does
2: that mean yeah. that doesn't mean that there's not a fucking storm building out west okay so, so
1: that i believe there's a winter storm bl- okay let west. Yeah,
4: let's make the tournament first. (laughs) No, okay,
1: for real though, I dude, I want us to make the tournament so bad because I am so tired of having that Fort Hayes State loss as my pin tweet on Twitter. Like, I I took an oath that that would be my pin tweet until we made the tournament again, and it's been there for like three seasons three yeah. years yeah and it's that, not that, fun. that's kind
2: of what i'm saying here though cats is like that's been sam's pin tweet it was bad before that that was kind God, of yeah. Like that thing. was
4: oh, remember that night it was so funny that was the Dude, pinnacle that was of bad. It being bad,
2: and like it hasn't changed since then so like yeah i'm just i i finally have hope which i know like dangerous and like probably end up killing me someday but i just want to make
4: the nit like dead. Also, er-
2: that's all i want
4: I, I really want to talk NFL. Have we already talked NFL? Actually,
1: We've I only think- talked Chiefs. I, I think I know what you want to talk about for the NFL. Um, oh, let's not, go.
4: I, I, I want to talk <laughs> Packers, and I, I I want to talk. I have some talking points for Gavin specifically. Let's go. But, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, he's going um, to bring
1: up uh, Marquez Valdez-Wasson. First,
4: yeah, uh, the only thing I did, and this is actually... Uh, I was on my lunch break, and I was listening to some Chiefs radio, too. So we can... Let's start with Chiefs. Um, oh, dude,
1: we already talked it, about Chiefs to death. We can skip you, over that.
4: Okay, Let, so did you guys already talk about basically what everyone's talking about, and that's Harrison Butker, Sky is Oh, yeah, it. We, we've
0: we covered
4: yeah, that. We, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that, we, now, we started I, the show,
0: and
1: we,
4: we talked that to death. I I will say, as a Packers fan... Um, this is a take that drove me insane today. Um, was that it was? I think there was there was two Chiefs fans talking, and I think that the main talking point was like who's more to blame here, um, like who's to blame for the special teams and stuff like that. And one of them was talking about Harrison Bucker, and they're like, "Well, you see, if you add all the points he was responsible for that should have been made kicks, it's really not that many points." Um, um, and I'm
1: like, man, that and, is and the like that is the
4: other guy brought up a great point. He was like. The Chiefs are always in a one-score game. That's what we've been accustomed to. That is where these <laughs> points matter. We see that, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, that was, that, that is some copium.
0: Whoever that Who is, guy is yeah. needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah. Me, you would say that shit.
4: Um, but I, I'd say specifically as, as a Packers fan, now I did not know until <laughs> last year um, that we could literally win a game on offense, win a game on defense, but our special teams gets outplayed so bad that we just lose the game. Like I didn't know that was an actual thing that, could that happen. That game
1: lost me so much fucking money too. I don't want to talk about that
4: game. Yeah, it. As I mean, I don't bet on Packers fans, but that was the side I was leaning there. But, um, but yeah, I think that's just that's just. I mean, that's that's just dumb. So like, I, I think as a, I think casual NFL fans don't realize how important special team teams is until it literally. Team. Absolutely well, correct.
0: Yeah. Casual fans in general don't like realize like, yeah. and special the sad teams. part is, okay. like the Chiefs have a deep as a special teams coordinator that has so much fucking say in this team, and we can't get anything fucking right. It's
2: <laughs> special teams is important in the way of like it's important to not make the critical error. It's not necessarily yeah. important to like help you in any way. It's just super fucking important to avoid making that costly mistake, which like, yes, uh, that's like super, super important. But like, you're going to win games with good offense, good defense. You're going to win games with uh, yeah. you're going to lose. games. Yeah, you you just can't be catastrophic on specialty. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. But I- ignoring the problem and not addressing it is what the Packers did last. And that's year, what it seems so. like. It's
0: just been like yeah, blonde... what the Chiefs are doing.
4: Yeah, yeah. Blind I up. mean that's basically yeah. what the Chiefs are doing right now, but we we know uh, we we don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I will actually start a special teams for for the Packers, and what I really want to talk about though, because um, I mean previously uh, we'll we'll start. I mean, Keyshawn Nixon has completely rejuvenated our special teams unit. I mean before the. uh are you raising your hand for something? Oh, yeah. yeah. I
2: don't know how much of your cam- my camera you can actually see, but yes. Chris Watson okay. should absolutely be returning for you guys. Um, <laughs> no, like, how, I mean I, that I, seriously. He was dynamic as fuck, <coughs> and he's going to haul ass. He was a great kick returner at NDSU. I don't understand what? why you guys don't use him as that. Keyshawn Nixon's been great.
4: I yeah, I was going to say, how do you say that when Keyshawn Nixon has nope. been awesome? Like, he has. Awesome. I
2: understand. I'm saying the process of getting to him, like... It should have just been Watson the whole time, in my opinion. Finding him, like, that's great. You mean MBS? Yes.
4: Okay, okay. Because you would never say that about MBS.
2: No, because MBS, like, isn't a special teams player. That was, like, one of the thoughts. We might as
0: well well try him as a special teams player at this point. He basically is a special teams
4: caliber player. No, Christian
2: Watson was, like, a special teams weapon at NDSU. That's, like, why I bring that
4: up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but um, what I was gonna say is previously that, uh, I mean, we'd have a Mari Rogers back there, and I'd just be praying the man would catch it. Like I, I like, dude, if you catch it, fall down. That's that, great. That's, like, <laughs> that's doing your job. As, ro- as long as Rogers gets the ball, but uh, I mean, now I'm like, I mean, I I see, uh, Keyshawn Nixon catch it like five yards deep. I'm like, take it out. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah, let's see um, Okay, but yeah, yeah, no. Be, before I was just like, ball get in the end zone. Don't fuck it up. But, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, no. And, uh, Gavin, have we admitted that Christian Watson's a little bit better than you were expecting? We're yet? going here. We're
2: going here, aren't we? Okay. We're, we're okay. Ready we, for this? we can
4: go here. We can go. All right. Here.
2: So, so I think for it's,
1: some it's, context, for those who don't know, Gavin just comped Christian Watson as the MVS replacement the entire year. Yeah. And MBS has been better than or yeah. Watson's been better than MBS ever has been. And now catch one's an apology. I,
2: mean, I do. MBS had like blow up games where he had a bunch of big plays too. Like I think
4: crit okay, but how many consecutive weeks does he have to make one of those plays for you to be like, you know, maybe he's pretty good.
2: No, like <laughs> as a player, he Comps similarly to MVS. The Packers should use him at his best like MVS. That has always been my like thing. He can do more things than MVS just like generally speaking. That's the okay. part that's kind of surprised me is like Okay. Okay. And,
4: so and, that's like, a little so bit of an apology, I guess, in, in, terms, right? in
2: terms of like how the Packers use him, how he's best used on the field, MVS. That's like what I see, that's still what I think he is because like at the end of the day I don't think Christian Watson – Christian Watson's a guy that I see a defense being pretty easily able to just, like, decide to take him away if they make that decision because I just think you can double him and take away – you know what he's doing. He's going deeper. He's running crossers. And, like, you can take that away because you know what's coming. I think MBS was really similar in that. I don't think Christian Watson is the, like, receiving – like, he's he hasn't cured the Packers' offense. Like, he's not this uh, – you know, route technician that can win no matter what the defense does. He He's just not that type of guy. That was always, like, my point with him. I was, that's why I talked about him in that group with uh, oh, Alec Pierce, Craylon Burks, and Christian Watson. And, like, I, I want to point out, too, that, like, I remember sending Sam a text back in, like, February of last year, that, like, holy shit, this Christian Watson guy from North Dakota is, like, actually legit. Like, I, no, I really like G- Christian Gavin Watson. Gavin
1: was on him before, like, even but
2: draft guys. The, the problem was, I thought at that point that he was MBS, and so just like I never moved, everybody else just kind of like went with him because he was an athletic freak, which you could see by just watching him at North Dakota. But go ahead, cats.
4: Okay, I mean, just with with the MBS thing, I just think it's kind of it's Good. not not yeah, you, you was, specifically because I've heard it before. Obviously, it's not yes. just you who's like MBS. M- 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 S- 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 it's S- just incredibly lazy. It's it's I, I like don't... it's the same people. It's it's the same people who are like, oh, I wonder who uh, like I don't know uh, who Christian McCaffrey's comparison. Oh, Danny Woodhead. Oh, why? Because he's short, white, and a running back. <laughs> yeah, you no, know it's like <laughs> I mean, he's like, like, oh, Christian Watson's tall and and he's really fast. Oh, MBS. <laughs> so, like take, take okay. away the
2: names and just look at what they did in co- what he did in college, look at what NBS MB- has done. Look at what he's done with the Packers. He's really good at running across the field really fast and being big and tall. He has inconsistent hands and he can haul ass down the field. Like all of those things just scream NBS still. And like let's not forget the very first play of the season, he burns his defender because he can haul ass down the field running a nine route just like MVS did over and over and it went right through his hands because he well, has inconsistent hands like that's well, we're on a hot streak right now
4: the the thing is we're we're in year 1 right i mean yes, he's already right. he's already I, I MBS that. He's yeah. he's already better than MVS is what I yeah
2: I'm I I think we're prisoners of the yeah. moment and seeing the like recent hot streak MVS had blow up games like don't forget that he had yeah yeah
4: he, he did he did at,
1: at minimum he's as good as MVS in my yeah. opinion and he what? costs a second round pick yeah salary like, he now doesn't where got the way,
4: where he is way better and have surpassed MVS we weren't designing plays to get M V S the ball in space because Bingo. so because he's so um, I mean he's physical he's I, it, 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 another thing we never saw have you ever seen M V S block I was about ready right to say Christian block yeah. Christian kind of Watson block yes. well we won blocked one D B like a blocking sled into another that led to an Aaron Jones touchdown yeah yeah so we don't see that like yes I, yeah. I agree with that so, actually yeah so. I mean that's the thing where that's I mean that's basically what sets. Me <laughs> I things, I have
2: so. my Christian Watson uh, scouting report pulled up actually from this. I have a hard worker, high effort player, downfield blocking, inconsistent with deep balls. Um, I know there was one play, cats. I just I gotta point this out. I've never seen a person, like, make as dramatic of breaks tracking a deep ball as much as I saw just, I know it's one play with Christian Watson, but it was incredible. He's running a post across the middle of the field, and you could legitimately see him, like, significantly alter the angle that his post was running. Literally looked like he was running an S for a second, like trying to figure out where the fuck the ball was going. And then it like just- That was up,
4: crazy. I remember that.
2: he the turf like 10 yards beyond where he was even, like he wasn't even fucking close to tracking the ball correctly.
4: Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's
2: it, that type of like inconsistency and all that. Like I, I don't think that, I still think the comp to MVS was correct. But yes, absolutely. The Packers have hit a home run in terms of, replacing MVS and even having a guy that could develop into more. Cause like the, the character traits and everything with Christian Watson also just like suggest that he's a guy that's going to continue to improve and continue yeah. to work. So, That's route running, like, all that stuff you can learn. All the technical side, he can learn. It's just a matter of yeah. time and effort. Yeah, out. and I, I think he's got the
4: right guy to teach him, too. Like yes. Rodgers and yes. Uh, LaFleur and everybody Cobb. I mean, good people. Now, learned, can, but, can we
2: talk about how we are correct that during the first part of the season, Romeo Dubs was really the best receiver on that team? And... uh,
4: uh Well, I think everyone knew Romeo Dubs was going to be more polished right out the gate. Yes, but... Yep. That I think why. I think he quickly surpassed him, like
2: Christian Watson surpassing Dubs. Yeah, I I guess Christian Watson's a different type of. I mean, it's like comparing. Yeah, Allen it, again,
4: we're comparing apples to oranges. We're right. comparing someone who's known for like little things like route running, reliable yeah um, like, good hand, he, big hand, of, like, like big like romeo big hand. coming
2: in this last week and immediately out targeting christian watson on like a limited snap count is like kind of what i expected so he's just Rodgers can depend on him more he knows where he's gonna be but at the end of the day like christian watson's a guy you expect to make the blow the top off the defense play to make the big play that you, yeah people remember
4: but i mean as as far as the the other stuff like for instance we saw christian watson had a touchdown, literally had a touchdown uh, yep. that he didn't he didn't get the signal. Yeah, um, yeah. So th- I mean, things like that that's just gonna happen. He's probably and, you know, not gonna catch a touchdown
2: on every four catches. Also. Yeah,
4: and all, also one thing you got to remember about Christian Watson he hardly had a training camp too. Like that's he was true. injured he all wasn't training hurt. camp.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, yeah, so <laughs> he's
4: learning a lot of this stuff as he goes, and he's and he was already not this a polished
2: receiver to begin with either. Although, like I. I'm going to sit here and say the same thing to Christian Watson. Like at the end of the day, like running at a like 15 degree angle across the field or like a nine route, like he runs a limited route tree regardless. So I don't think there's a whole lot to pick up on there. Like he's going to develop in the route running the full route tree, all that shit. Like after the season, I don't think that like in terms of what he's doing, there's a whole like large of a learning curve too. I mean, it's just kind of, You're running crossers and you're running deep routes. He's really good at it because he's really big. I think
4: that part may be where we kind of differ a little bit. I mean, I think we're already seeing him work off of work off of that a little bit. Like he, I mean, he's, he's run like, I mean, it's not much to your, like hit routes and stuff like that. I think they're, they're adding more of the route tree as he goes because he hasn't. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He'll do that over time. Just like, it doesn't surprise me that we're still in the early stages of his career and that's the majority of what he's done has just been yeah. the shit he did in college because NDSU was like one of the least conducive uh, offenses in the country to putting yeah, up Yeah, so he's numbers. like
4: really learning this stuff for the first time.
2: Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah.
4: Okay. I think it also okay. is important to notice so cool. that uh,
1: Christian Watson had the full trust of Aaron Rodgers on that audible on that third and one, I think it was, at the end yeah. of the game, to ice the game. And while he did not pick up on the audible – um. Aaron Rodgers trusted to get him the ball to win the game, which is important in my opinion. Yeah. I,
4: I think a similar play that now this kind of goes back to Gav's point a little bit. Uh, very similar play happened in the Bucks game and Robio Dobbs caught it for a touchdown. So uh, yeah, I yeah. think
2: the other side of this, like I really think Christian Watson and Traylon Burks like haven't had all that different like of seasons when they're healthy Like they make big plays, they're out there, their quarterbacks can pretty much just heave balls to them because they're big and fast and they're going to like run a simplified route tree. It's just (laughs) like, uh, my point with that is like Traylon Burks is the other side of this where like things maybe haven't broke as well that often and you play, like, I mean, a throw down field, like crossers, all that stuff is just more inconsistent to see production on anyways. And like my, I guess that's kind of my point is, what Traylon Burks is doing in terms of production, in terms of game to game, seeing targets and all that is the other side of what we could be seeing from NB. Uh, I literally call them MBS from Christian Watson. here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But, all right. Well, I mean, beans, beans, phone is starting to die. I think- so as much as I would love to continue with the, uh, Romeo Dobbs and, uh, MV yeah. or, uh, Mark has bound his Watson. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I think, I think we need to hit on the fact that the Colts fucking blew a 33-point lead and then probably get out of here pretty quickly. Yep. So uh, does anyone have any – I don't even know how to start this topic. Like, the the Colts blew a 33-point lead, a 33 nothing lead. Um, I feel sick for Matt
0: Ryan. It's sad uh, that it, he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback and this could prevent him from being I, in the I, Hall of Fame. I'm League. being dead serious. I think – I think
1: if Matt Ryan just loses that Super Bowl mm-hmm. normally, and this, like, doesn't happen, he has a better chance to make the Hall of Fame. I exactly. Literally think, yeah, I yes. literally think Matt Ryan could, will have a Hall of Fame-ish resume, like, borderline Hall of Fame resume, and those two losses will literally keep him out of the Hall of Fame.
2: I just why, – why does the rest of the world have to be so retarded that we just – throw this at the quarterback and like the Colts like upper management. Yeah. And
0: Where's the, the defense?
2: ESPN Where's the analysts They haven't coached like nothing ever gets said about them. Like we just accept that they're retarded. So like when you consider that they're retarded, like we got to blame Matt Ryan. Cause Matt Ryan, the, Matt Ryan's the only person here. Dude, he have like, bench for
1: Nick Foles too. I know. Like, I'm so sick for Matt game. Ryan. Scoring
2: a second half point. Like, the coach that was also part of that is like, nah, Matt Ryan, you're bench. Like you're you're the problem here. So yeah.
4: I mean, and also what he's working with too, he's basically got a couple couple super raw tight ends, Alec Pierce and uh Ashton Doolin. Is is that what we're rolling out there with? Like they're,
1: they're rolling out uh fucking Michael Pittman as like the star offensive attraction when yeah. Jonathan Taylor's out. He's handing the ball to Neon Dion uh Jackson. Yep. And freaking Zach
2: Moss. It, it's Michael Pittman and a bunch of goofballs. Like that's pretty much just what yeah. we're working with here. And I like
1: Alec Pierce.
2: Let's not I mean forget, Alec Pierce is
1: fine, but like again, like the other dudes are Parrish Campbell and like Ashton Doolin.
2: Was yeah. there twenty one or fourteen like defensive points from the Colts before they even did anything on offense in that game? Anyways, like in that first half, like the the first half could not have went worse the Minnesota Vikings. They had a touchdown rep. Okay, I,
4: a... I, I do want to talk about the Vikings. Fucking Oops. oh my god. Did that game so here's the thing that I don't understand. Did that game change your opinion on the Vikings or no. yes. No, okay. no, it no.
0: changed it changed my opinion.
4: Beans, okay. <sighs> Let's have the floor, Beans. I want to so hear before, this.
0: before like I didn't respect the Vikings because I thought like their wins were fraudulent, they were lose they were winning by slim margins and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't nothing okay. to change. Where did it what but, changed? But what changed is their ability before they were winning these games by a slight margin, I'm like, "Oh, these guys just suck. They just happen to be escaping these games." Now I'm like, you know, maybe these guys just fight just enough to get by and like Shut up. I know what you're going to say. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't I that think... what they just did? <laughs> but name me another team that would come out there and score 33 other po- 33 points like they did. Uh, the We're talking about the
2: Indianapolis Colts, Beans. We're talking about the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> you know Colts. how hard it is to score 33 points in two quarters? Yes, Not when Matt Ryan has the ball for like 40
0: seconds. Not when Kirk
4: Cousins out. gives you 14 of them.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I think I've... I'm not saying, like, my respect has, like, gone from, like, oh, they're the shittiest team to, like, the top team. I'm saying I've gained a little bit more respect for them.
1: I have zero change, in my opinion, of the Vikings. Yeah. I think the only thing that changed was, like, now I'm pretty sure that, like, basically the only thing that told me was... I would be less surprised if they like made it to the NFC title game and or the Super Bowl. I'd be less surprised because they just also, because they managed to win a ton of games. But it's literally this team is just NFL TCU. Like they literally just keep winning random fucking games by one score and eventually you're just going to play someone who is like having a good day and doesn't fucking shit all over themselves.
4: Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, what, what I was going to say about the Vikings, though, like, and I'm sure you. it's been a topic of discussion in a lot of shows and a lot of, like, the point differential thing. Yeah. How they like, had a, had a negative that. point differential. And here's what I don't understand about Vikings fans. is because, like, they'll, uh, and I, I saw this comment on one of them was like, well, you need to stop talking about the point differential on the Vikings because did you know that six out of the 14 teams that are projected to make the playoffs right now have negative point differentials. Like, okay, and they are are all not winning the Super Bowl. Congratulations. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. And, and it's it's been said on other shows, too, but it's like you guys are on the same level as those teams. I Where I get mad is when they try to put them on the pedestal of, like, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles. No. Like, the yeah. real Super it Bowl
1: took, contenders it, it took an act of God. Like I respect the Vikings because they're good in, they are absolutely good enough to compete with those teams and play with those teams because of their offense. It took an act of God
2: for them to w- beat the Bills.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, that, that was that was all luck. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the,
2: the this team, this Vikings team, to me, other than just like it, the, they feel like the old version of these chiefs teams with a B plus coach and a B plus quarterback instead of an A plus coach and an A plus quarterback, like uber talented offense can't do shit on defense, but like regardless the offense, just because the amount of talent they have there, they have a good enough coach and a good enough quarterback is capable of these stretches of play. That is just like obnoxious and awesome and you can't stop them. But at the same time, they're undisciplined as fuck. They're their own worst enemies for a lot of the time. And their defense is never ever gonna do something against like respectable offenses to actually yeah. like keep them in games without the offense just make constantly scoring points.
1: It, here's yeah. the biggest show of fraudulence. And I mentioned the stat like earlier in the broadcast, but you weren't here for it, cats. There was a video I watched and it was like what would the NFL look like if all the one-score games were reversed? So they just flipped wins and losses for all one-score games, and this was like in week thirteen. So the Vikings are like twelve and one, or eleven and two, yeah. or whatever the fuck they are. They would have been like one and twelve.
3: <laughs> they were yeah. the
1: worst team in the league if all one-score games were flipped, and it's like yeah,
4: that's it's like that's you crazy. can't
1: get any fucking like and, luckier during a
2: season.
4: let's
2: let's let's be fair here like i think that they have a good coach i think that Kirk cousins is a perpetually underrated like he's a just fine quarterback like those two things are naturally going to win you a lot of one score games but this is ridiculous
4: let's also
2: it's
1: it's getting it's getting dumb like very stupid
4: yeah let's also get updated super bowl predictions are you guys all still where you same where the same predictions where you were last last week
1: Last um, game. I who did I even say last week?
4: Did I say you Bang- said Dallas West? Bills, Sam? I, I watched. Dallas, and Bills. that I was Bills. last week too. <laughs> wow, wow! That's, I bet
0: that's changed.
4: <laughs> wait, what did you that's say changed.
0: about that last week?
4: What was that? What,
1: you, what did what you say about it, Like last week?
4: Uh, what? What? I need updates on those. What do you think?
1: Um, honest to God. I only picked the Bills last week because I like put a feature on them for the Super Bowl.
3: Okay.
1: Um, I'm I'm changing the Bills out genuinely. I I'm changing okay. it to Bengals Cowboys. Okay. I, I still believe in the Cowboys. Okay. But okay, where we Wait, do. I, I need I, I need to see it's been two bad games in a row. So like I need to see the defense like perform against the Eagles without Jalen Hurts or with an injured Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um if We're very close to me leaning Bengals Niners, though.
4: Okay. Very close. So, if you would have asked me last week, I would have been exactly where we were last week. Like, Cowboys, uh, Cowboys Cowboys-Bills was my pick last week. The team that I'm changing out, well, so the thing about the NFC is this can change, like, any given week. Um, I am dead set on the Bills, and I've been dead set on the Bills from the start. I think they're kind of getting through that part in the year where they had a little bit of adversity with like Josh Allen's elbow and stuff like that. But I think with the, like the colder it gets, Buff- Buffalo is going to be harder to play in uh, they're You're likely going to have to beat Buffalo on the road. Um, and I don't know, Buffalo is the most complete team for sure. I think, um, I mean, they got all the defensive pieces. Um, Buffalo is my, I feel very strongly about Buffalo. Actually, I'll say Buffalo is my Super Bowl winner. Um, but NFC, um, I mean, this changes every week. Now we see, uh, I'm not a believer in the Eagles, but I was starting to believe in the Eagles, and now Jalen Hurts has a shoulder injury, right? Um, But I would say Niners right now, honestly. um, I think Niners are trending in the right direction where the Cowboys are going through it. Eagles are going through it. Um, I think that the Niners are going to pick it up here. Too. I think the Niners are only going to get healthier and only get better. Whereas I don't know what's going to happen with the Cowboys. Um, one one bad week, okay, but now we're losing to the Jags. Uh, yeah, and, the,
1: and the, yeah. It, it's really for me, it's the defense. That's what's concerning to me. Like it, it's not, it's not so much the loss to the Jags because you still yeah. put up like thirty some points against exactly. The it's it's th- at the beginning. It's like oh, Michael Parsons is like a fake MVP candidate because we always like fake a defensive player as an MVP candidate. We lie to ourselves, but it's like Michael Parsons might win DPOI and suddenly like, and he's like doing stuff that Lawrence Taylor like was doing. And then suddenly the defense like went from
4: playing very well to not playing well at all. And that's, that's the thing with the Cowboys, right? So the Cowboys defense, especially it's a hyper aggressive defense. like, Dan Quinn's defense are historically, like, very, um, like, they're bringing a lot of blitzes. They're playing super aggressive. Trayvon yeah, that, Diggs are the kind of the guy guys run. they look for, right? Guys who can change the the game um, on basically one, one snap. Trayvon can uh, get a pick six, but the next snap he'll give up a 30-yard touchdown, right? So that's very much how their defense is built. Uh, they're built on, like, very, like, sacks big plays and stuff like that but when you get a team that's willing to just grind the ball down their throat their interior of their defense isn't as good um and yeah a a team that's capable of putting more longer drives and taking what the defense gives them that's the team that i think could beat the cowboys
2: yeah i i got nothing to add there uh eagles are the best team in the nfc and i don't think it's particularly close in my opinion I think that like one of the big differences is the Eagles just have no flaws. I think Dak and Jalen Hurts are both like some of their parts quarterbacks. It's just the parts are better for Jalen Hurts, and I think both defenses are good. Quite honestly, I trust the defense for the Eagles more. Like I just think that. Well, I, I think every that. single. I think every single position other than what Micah Parsons brings to the Cowboys, the Eagles are better. So like, it doesn't really matter at that point. I mean, you can argue that Tony Pollard yeah. and Zeke is a better running back rotation, but I don't honestly care. At, like one of the least important positions in football when you have good offensive my, line. So My worry
4: with Jalen Hurts is when he has to beat you passing. It's...
2: Every single time that gets brought up though, then he just throws a three touchdown game and like everybody doesn't talk about it for three weeks.
4: Well, it's yeah, but I mean, one. we also look at the, I mean, they they played the Bears last week and he was not good. Yeah, like, He's not good for a majority yes. of the game. But, I get it, whatever, I, playing through a torn shoulder, whatever, injury. That was
2: late, that was late in the game. My like, okay. point with that, though, is uh, like, regardless when something doesn't go perfect, because I don't think you're going to see that every week for Jalen Hurts, no. but when that doesn't go perfect – they still figure it out because they got so much there. They have other ways to win. Jalen Hurts runs for three touchdowns.
4: Well, I, th- I think they – the thing is, I think they would absolutely lost last week if they weren't playing the fucking Bears. So, um, that's – I mean, yeah. that's – yeah. No, I – I guess yeah. that's
2: just what I think. We we got to get moving on here. Okay, yeah,
1: um, yeah let's go. Bean's phone is at less than eight percent. Yeah, so. I think mean, Beans, <laughs> take
2: it through our, uh, your thought-provoking moment, and we'll get out here with some hot takes. Okay, do
0: you want a legit thought-provoking moment, or do you want to talk about No,
1: this I want Chiefs the story. story. I was promised. Yeah, give us the. the story. Gavin doesn't know the Chiefsaholic story, so Beans,
0: you got to give it to
1: oh
3: us. Oh my. Okay.
0: <laughs> this is this is great. Okay, so there is this major Chiefs fan. His name is Chiefsaholic. He goes to every game, home and away, dressed as a wolf. Okay. And he's got like 10,000 followers on Twitter, major fan base following. Everybody loves him, respected, all this kind of stuff. K State grad, supposedly.
1: Wait, Gavin, I want you to take a guess where this story
2: goes first. I know. I'm, I'm just building this character in my mind. This is the funny part. I have never, I don't like, know this dude. I have no pictures. Just the image in my mind is the best part. L- literally
1: a dude who sits front row, Chiefs game, I, home every away game. In a every time game. Yeah, I, he he no,
0: goes to every game. I don't know if he has a legit job or not. Well, anyways. Anyways. Okay. You're okay. Go yeah, I'm game building game. up the anticipation. So. So he goes to every games, you know, like he's one of major, major fan, major supporter and everything. And people haven't heard from him in three days. You know, Houston, we barely escaped Houston. He hasn't tweeted anything yet. Like people are worried. People are on Twitter saying, yo, where's Chiefsaholic? If anybody knows him, people are thinking like he's died at this point. He got arrested. He he got arrested. Yeah, this is just one game. He got
2: arrested.
0: Okay. More stuff's coming out. Now take a guess,
1: Gavin. I want you to guess what he got arrested for.
2: Um, battery. I'm gonna guess he got in a fight after a game. He's wearing a fucking wolf costume.
0: Nope. All right, beans. spill the beans. The man is committing
2: robbery everywhere he goes. Bank robberies.
4: What?
0: Bank robbers, <laughs> gas stations, casinos, and that's how like he's the whole thing. The tickets. Yeah. His, <laughs> bail, mean,
4: no, so, <laughs> his bail this bail in Oklahoma. Has been-
0: His bail in Oklahoma is two hundred thousand dollars.
2: Wait, he doesn't wear the wolf like like the wolf costume when he goes and robs banks, right?
4: I was going to bring this up. So this part has been debunked since, but there is a photo of another bank robber who is wearing what looks like the same costume (laughs) that people were (laughs) looking. No, no, the owner of the gas stations like watching the game they're like, oh,
3: hey,
2: look at that guy on TV. He looks like he doesn't robbed the gas station.
1: The funniest <laughs> thing I think I saw on Twitter was you know that scene from oh Wolf God. of Wall Street where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio sits up and like snaps and points at the TV. It was a bank a bank teller after a robbery after watching a Chiefs game or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's <I>, him. <laughs> I also it's that I'll, guy, the dude in the wolf costume.
4: I was I was listening to another podcast, but they were like. I, I would love to be a part of the investigation for this. It's like, let's bolt the Chiefs' road schedule real quick.
0: <laughs> okay. well, no. okay. so, so, like, so here's another crazy thing. He was invited to Patrick Mahomes' gala. So this big event Patrick Mahomes puts on every yep. year, he is like a respected human being. <laughs> and he's committing bank robberies.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I, mean, I don't know how
1: accurate it. this is, but my buddy at work like went on to Reddit because, like, there was a Reddit created for this, basically. Of course. And yes, they, man. like, pinpointed a bunch of bank robberies that had happened, like, during the last couple years that were, like, in between Kansas City and, like, the away team that we played that week.
3: <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. And, like, it matched up. It was, like, the... It probably didn't mean anything, but it was, like, the Kyler Murray, like, Modern Warfare 2 graphs where, like, his QBR nose dives after uh, COD comes out every year.
0: Yeah, no, it's a crazy story, and it's only getting better. Uh, people are making trailers for it. Supposedly there's going to be a movie coming out for it. Let's oh, go. yeah, they were
2: asking to crowdfund a movie. for You me. know what? This this is what America's all about. Like, figure out if you want to do something, land of opportunity. Like, just figure <laughs> out a way to get there and get to what you want. Like, that's what he did. He's a true entrepreneur.
4: Also, and did I, did you guys hear that there was another Chiefs super fan who like known for going all the games, who was on uh like international most wanted lists? Who
1: was that? Was it the X guy?
4: Uh, no, 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 no. This was some some guy who apparently got connected to the. Uh, bombing of the World Trade Center. Oh my what? god, what? Yeah, yeah no, Dude, no, 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 I, no. I, I don't know all the details on this, but they were talking about that on another podcast, too. That wow, was, between yeah. those, the, the chief's fan base might be the scariest fan base. Uh, wow. Dude, we got, yeah, we got a yeah. real, Bill's mix mafia ain't
2: got shit. we have actual mafias, we have actual <laughs> criminals, we have actual <laughs> international criminals, yeah, Christ.
3: But no, all dude, right
1: dude shout yep. out to chiefsaholic for making everyone on radio forget that jacoby myers like lateraled that ball
2: but be- before we move on to being saying something retarded about noah gray here cats i have to get your opinion on the great debate of 2022 before we move out of the year on and okay. james bradbury being on the chiefs and okay. why we should have james bradbury i
4: was to have- listening to this beans what are you doing <laughs> beans, 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 that's all i gotta say right, beans,
2: but Kat, beans, to be fair what, we might doing? not use them correct like that is a no, possibility
4: well being if you have the option of objectively speaking you have the option of either having a good player on your roster or not having a good player on your roster <laughs> which one would you choose <laughs>
0: We wouldn't have any cap space. We would be never using our cap. We're not God. using, not
4: using space. the cap space, anyways.
0: I would rather be cap compliant. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta move on before I, I have said this from day one. It's not our corners. It's our safeties. We'll play
1: James Bradbury did, in safety. But that's probably what we would do anyways. Put it. Put Snead at safety. Oh then, yeah, I forgot. We could just do that. We,
4: we never even got into Joe Barry, but like oh, that's oh that God. doesn't mean that I don't that just because we have a liability at defensive quarter doesn't mean I want, don't want good players on my team. Like, what? No,
0: I'm gonna die on this hill till the end of time. You, you will, in fact, die on, on this hill. What <laughs> up this hill?
1: All right, Custer. <laughs> All right, what are you gonna say about Noah Gray? Your phone's yeah. like almost dead, so we yeah, it's like real quick.
0: I'm okay, my phone's, five, my phone's at my phone's at five percent. So my yeah, personal opinion one minute. <laughs> my personal opinion is the chiefs have had this error thrown, the error of throne tight ends, you know, uh, Tony: Yeah, of Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey. I, with the reports I've been reading, hearing, seeing inter- like the internal stuff, supposedly Noah Gray is that guy, and I am for that. I am um, going to draft Max Meyer, and you're going to be like in shambles. So if that that's fine if that happens. But I'm saying if we stick with no Gray, I do think that there is a realm where like I think it's a very successful story.
2: Um, I think he's fine. Yeah, there's not another Travis Kelsey. That's the answer to your question that you're looking for. In terms, no, of- I mean
0: if you think about it, it went. You know, Tony Gonzalez number one, Travis Kelsey is definitely number two. I think Noah Gray could fit in that third slot. I conference. feel like we're
1: trying to find like the quarterback that comes
0: after Brett Favre
1: and Aaron Rodgers, And we end up with like Jordan love and Jordan love might be fine. We're, but, we're, like
2: it, It's definitely not Aaron Rodgers. We're, we're talking about the offensive coordinator that instead of playing good athletic players that can go catch the football, he stays up late at night trying to figure out how to hide six, four, 250 pound Jody Fortson behind the defense, folding chair open and then does it. So, like, in terms of, is Noah Gray going to get schemed opportunities and capable of, like, using those and doing things with them, like basically every player in the NFL? Yes. And will the Chiefs use them that way? Yes. Is he going to line up out at X receiver and beat press man coverage and create separation on number one corners like Travis Kelsey? No. That's really just what it comes down to for Noah Gray for me. I'm like,
1: curious I'm to see how it go. You have a very unique mix of route running ability and used to play quarterback ability with See
0: Travis Noah great. You you know great used to play quarterback in high school. Now he didn't play know. in college. Okay. Well, Sky
2: Moore <laughs> used to play quarterback in high school too and that doesn't seem to help him right now.
0: So, well, that's
4: different. Ed, you got a hot take. Hot take. Uh If not, on, we can talk about Mahomes
2: versus Jalen Hurts while you think about one.
4: <laughs> versus Jalen Hurts.
2: No, like so okay. I. my hot take I'm interested
4: the, by this because I'm like I'm like as adamant on the hill as Beans is about James Bradbury that like Jalen Hurts is and all that. So So okay. Ooh, so so I, I, I ooh. So that might yeah, be my I, hot take is that I, like Jalen Hurts is gonna explode in the playoffs. That's I'm curious I,
0: to like you mentioned earlier, I'm curious to see how CI or not Seattle, uh, Philadelphia does without him. I know where Gavin I, Gavin go where then you're she's going do just no, so, much. so I think, think Mahomes should
2: be the MVP and I don't think it should be close um Jalen Hurts has like the best and it's not even close supporting cast from top to bottom I've talked about this already um that being said like I don't think Jalen Hurts is gonna like in the same way that Jalen Hurts all of a sudden gets AJ Brown and gets a good system and then just figures out how to play quarterback I don't think he's gonna get to the playoffs and forget how to play quarterback like the talent, the weapons, everything is there for him. Like he's gonna keep playing this way. Like I said the same thing about Dak for years. Like Dak and him are both just kind of like these as of right now, some of their parts quarterbacks. Right now, all those parts are good. Jalen Hurts is gonna play good. You've seen a step backwards with Dak as they've lost Amari Cooper, or like over the past couple of years, when you lose Amari Cooper, you lose good talented players on offense, what happens? I think there's a lot of similarities there. It doesn't fucking the stack deck for sure. It doesn't matter. Who you put out there? I mean, we've been watching this this entire season. It doesn't matter. You could put a left tackle at X receiver, and Andy Reid would somehow figure out a way to get him open. That's all. That's also not all on Andy Reid. Mahomes being just retarded and breaking football. Well, don't forget, is,
0: we put Nick Allegretti at. Uh, you
2: I, know. I know. I know.
0: Yeah. That's
2: that's my point. That's what we're doing on offense. It's like we want to play on Heisman difficulty, and Mahomes and Andy Reid just figure it out, and. To me, that's what an MVP is all about. Your situation's not perfect, but you're so fucking important and you're so fucking good that you figure it out anyways. I'm not interested in a guy that just figures out how to play quarterback. Hats off to Jalen Hurts. Took a massive step. You're much better than everybody thought you were gonna be this year. Um, I think he could be offensive player of the year, probably should be. But in terms of like most valuable player, in terms of importance, in terms of everything that is like Kansas City Chiefs and the success that they're having right now it's small yeah. and it's not even close
4: like i mean this is kind of the debate we get in every year is it the guy who's actually the most valuable or is it the one who's the most outstanding right. and it pretty much always is the most outstanding for the I year know. i right. know but
2: that's, that's I mean, why they're... we have
4: two awards in our fantasy league yeah yeah yep. yeah but no i i mean I, I i agree gavin trust me aaron Rodgers should have more than more than he's, he's won three mvp awards but he's been the most valuable player for longer than that so and tom tom brady only i think tom brady only has two right yeah he does only have two that's actually kind of crazy so yeah i mean it's the same it's the same thing every i'd have to go through the stats but i assume it's jalen it's jalen hurts jalen hurts is award to lose at this point right well he might lose it because he's not playing yeah. That's true, and that's that's yeah. where I
2: was at. Like him missing these games, like which, helps. Yeah, it it and shouldn't. If, I hate that too. In the same way that we shouldn't be debating like MVP, which is you know the name of the award, or like best offensive player, like who should be MVP. Now, now I'm if I'm getting, Gardner
1: goes out there for like two games and shits the bed, and they go zero and two, Jalen hurts might actually just win MVP off the back of Gardner being garbage. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: I no, I I agree. Um. Cats, you got anything for us, Beans? Oh, wait. No, Beans, you already talked about. No, Gray. No, you can't talk anymore. You've lost that opportunity.
1: <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> if uh, if you don't got anything, Cats, I think we can uh, wrap it up. I'm sure Beans' phone has reached milk mass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, All right. Beans' phone is at milk percent, and MILF Manor doesn't start until January 15th. So we'll have a MILF Manor update every week, assuming that the twist is what I think it is. I'm excited for that, actually. I got to get Discovery Plus, though.
2: Thanks for coming yeah. on, Cats. I appreciate it. Last debating, word. Uh, who is that? Yep. Be Cats, out. give us
4: the last word, sir. Last word on the Bills, because I was so adamant that they are going to win the Super Bowl. Only thing stopping the Bills from winning the Super Bowl is Josh Allen's brain. Josh Josh, Josh, Josh Allen, if the <laughs> Bills lose in the playoffs, it'll be because Josh Allen tries to do stupid shit, and it doesn't work out like it did There's in the Minnesota shit. So, there you go. Don't
2: do stupid shit. Jacob there Cat's you go.
4: If, if Josh All right. Allen does not dumb things, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl.
1: Josh Allen smart <laughs> equals Bills Super Bowl, and that's yeah. where we're going to leave it off, everyone. We want to thank Mr. Jacob Katzenberg again for coming onto the show with us. It was a great time. It was a long time coming. It was good to talk some regional hoops and some regional football and even get some package coverage in here. want to thank my two co-hosts, Gavin Alexander and Caleb Beanjewel, too, for coming in again. If you enjoyed this content and you stuck around to the end, you're a trooper because this one, this one was a long one. I know. Sorry about the editing beans.
2: Yeah, I'm not sorry.
1: Yeah, fuck it. But for real, thanks again for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. Please like, share, and subscribe on any platform that you have. You can follow us at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S at all capitals. Sydney is being cute as ever. and we want to say, we have merch. If you want merch, it's in a link on our Twitter page. But thank you again for everyone to li- for listening, and we'll catch you all next week. Good night, God bless, and fuck Bosco boys.